0: It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Cameron Pledge after Tunisia killings, man charged with murder in Hertfordshire Village and man in court after woman's body found in Buckinghamshire lay-by.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: David Cameron says Britain is united in shock and grief in the wake of the Tunisian atrocity, but won't be cowed. Writing in the Telegraph, he said the poisonous ideology that drove young people towards extremism needed to be exposed and defeated. At least 30 Britons are now known to have been killed in Friday's attack. Formal identification of the victims has been delayed because many weren't carrying ID. Becky Catterick fled the attack but saw the killer.
2: We ran up like a hundred meter stretch of, of road um, and when we got to the top of it some shopkeepers pulled us
3: in and um, said do not turn around you know get in but we, we, we looked around and there was just this guy there in, in black shorts a black polo top with his head to the ground just dragging a gr- just dragging this huge gun um like along the floor
0: Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in Turnford on Friday morning. It happened in Groom Road at about 11.30. A man in his 50s from Turnford was killed. 56-year-old Michael Turner from Landau Way in Turnford has been charged with murder and is due to appear at Hatfield Remand Court today. A man will appear in court today charged with murdering the woman whose body was discovered in a lay-by in Buckinghamshire last Tuesday morning, the body of Anita Kapoor from Hayes in London was discovered by a member of the public in the lay-by on the Amersham Road in Gerrards Cross. 34-year-old Navin Mohan from Southall in London is due to appear at High Wycombe Magistrates Court today. It's been claimed that hospitals are doing little to implement new guidelines over how they issue do-not-resuscitate orders. It follows the case of a woman from Hertfordshire who was placed on a DNAR without her or her family being told. More from Jane Killick.
4: Janet Tracy from Ware was taken to Adam Brook's Hospital after a car crash in 2011. But because she'd been previously diagnosed with cancer, doctors decided without her family's consent that she shouldn't be resuscitated. A year ago it became law for patients to be consulted about end-of-life care, but her family says hospitals still aren't doing enough. A BBC investigation has found that over the past three years, the number of complaints about the orders has risen at hospitals across the eastern region from 7 to 45.
0: Bedfordshire Police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Police had been called at 7.50pm to to reports of violence in St George's Square. A number of men were arrested. The man who approached police was not connected to the original incident. Greek banks will remain closed for a week following a decision by the European Central Bank not to increase emergency funding. People will only be able to withdraw €60 a day from cash machines. In sport, Wimbledon starts today with the defending champion Novak Djokovic first on centre court. The weather, dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
5: Thank you, Simon. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC, Three Counties Radio, etc, 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 etc. Stuff and nonsense... Brap and ting, shakudimas and pliers. It's all happening on the inside, guys. Won it. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Yep, still remember it. Still remember it like it was just Across yesterday.
1: beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Today, the part of Kelly Betts is played by Shags. Morning Shags. Thank you. And uh, Catherine Boyle is being played by Mr. Teague. Morning, Catherine. Morning, fool. Well, that was uh, as, uh, as bad as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Bring the notice board in.
7: Really? Now? Are f- you ready?
5: I feel like we need. F- no, hang on a second. I feel like we need a f- fanfare. And I've got a fanfare somewhere. Oh. I can't remember how to use this flipping computer. Hang on. Is it you? Yeah, right. Hang on. <clears throat> Spin the wheel. No, go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. You. Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to myself, actually. Say. um, That one. No. That button. No. That button. No, can't do it. Uh, bring it in and I'll do a fanfare noise with my lips. Cheeky. Cheeky. <laughs> There we go, you see, there's the fanfare the- Wipe everything off that, that whiteboard that, That's that gone, it's the start of a new week all those, crazy, look all the work All those things is gone Of course we'll always take your Solemn with Hemworth stories, that's just That's just fact <laughs> be- We're always going to take those bad boys but, um, but everything else is wiped off the board As we start afresh As we start afresh Wipe it off Flippin' it, woman. This,
7: maybe we should do this off We should
5: get the hammer. Where's the hammer and nails? And why can't I work this thing? Just, even Justin can work this computer that I can't seem to work today.
8: <laughs> oh,
5: no! <laughs> oh. Don't go away, four tops, see? Told you. Anyway, that's that's the start to the show. I tell yeah. you what, let's have a little bit of this, and then we'll um, we'll have a little bit now- of... Oh, what's going on here? There we go, there we go. All right, it's, it's all good, it's all good.
8: Time of year Somewhere far away from here I feel fine enough, I guess Considering everything's a mess There's a restaurant down the street Where hungry people like to eat I could walk, but I'll just drive. It's cooler than it looks outside. It's like a dream you try to remember, but it's gone. And then you're trying to scream, but it only comes out as a yawn. When you're trying to see the one beyond your front door, take your time to I'm gonna make you smile. When you realize that a guy by side might take a while. Just to trying to figure out what all this is for. It's the perfect time of day to throw all your cares away. Put the sprinkler on the lawn and run through with my gym shorts on. Take a drink right from the hose and change into some drier clothes. Climb the stairs up to my room Sleep away the afternoon It's like a dream You trying to remember what it's gone Then you're trying to scream But it only comes out as a young When you're trying to see The world be on your front door Take your time away all I'm gonna make you smile When you realize that I got my side Might take a while just to Try to figure out what all this is for Finish me me, cause I'm still
9: asleep. Please, God,
8: tell me that I'm still asleep. On an evening such as this, Yo. it's hard to tell if I exist. Yeah, I exist. If I pack the car and leave this town. that I'm not around I could hide out under there I just made you say underwear I could leave but I'll just stay All my stuff's here anyway Like keeps me you trying to remember when it's gone Then you're trying to scream but it only comes out of the arm when you Try to see who woman will be on your front door Take your time to wait I'm gonna make you smile When you realize it can't take a while Just to try to figure out what all this is for Try to figure out what all this is for Try to see who will be on your front door Try to figure out what all this is for
5: Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Just trying to stop. I think this is gonna. No, okay. I'd something. I don't know. It's summer, isn't it? Uh, morning, Boyly.
8: Morning. Yeah,
5: yeah. So far, the whiteboard is empty. We keep the whiteboard full all week, but you have to help fill it up. 03459 four double five five double five. What would you like to see on the whiteboard? If your suggestion makes it, we'll take a picture of it and, you know. That'd be a nice reminder of... I don't flippin' know what I'm saying. That's what about acceptable
7: that. insults? Because I called someone a cowbag on the weekend. Well,
5: mm, well, it's a, dang- it's a dangerous game to play. Knowing our listeners, it's a dangerous game to play. But yes, we can. When put, that stops us. Well, okay, we can uh, we can put. Except, should we do this story?
4: Yeah.
5: Just so we, you know, we have like so g- done yeah. some, some content, and um, no, just so that we can do this, and then we can have some. And I'll tell um, you about Cowbag. Thanks very much indeed. Now. Hospitals still haven't brought in uh, a change to the law on resuscitation. A year after a Hertfordshire woman's landmark court case, Janet Tracy from Ware was involved in a car accident in 2011. But because she'd had cancer, doctors decided that she shouldn't be resuscitated. Well, they did this without the family's consent, which is why her daughter Kate Masters took things further. Catherine's been looking into this. This was a row about the use of... uh, do not resuscitate. Uh, I know what it is. I'm sure a lot of the listeners know what they are, but just for those who don't, what is it and, and why would a hospital use that?
7: Okay, these are orders. A DNR or a DNAR is a doctor's way of telling the rest of the team that if a person's heart stops, then it shouldn't be uh, a procedure to artificially restart it. Doctors will do this sort of thing in cases where they believe the use of CPR to restart someone's heart will be unlikely to help the patient because it can be a brutal process. And if someone is frail, either because of age or health problems, doctors say resuscitate them is less likely to bring them back and it's also a distressing and undignified end to somebody's life. Now the important thing which was spelled out in the Janet Tracy case last year is that the doctor must consult either the patient or the family beforehand and make sure they understand why this order is being brought in and that they're comfortable with the fact that it's there.
5: Uh, there hasn't been as much progress, though, as there, as Kate would have um, would have liked. No,
7: she wants more communication, and you'll hear from her later on. She's coming on the programme. But she feels that while some hospitals and doctors are beginning to take her points about communication on board, there can still be a rather paternal attitude from some doctors that they know best. Now, her point is that if you communicate with patients and explain the decision and why it's best for their loved one, then they're more likely to achieve the best result for the patient. Um, and all of this comes as a BBC investigation's found that complaints about the order in hospitals across the eastern region have actually risen over the last three years, from 7 to 45, which, I mean, it doesn't sound like a huge number, but still, given that this order was brought in, that this uh, change to the law was brought in last year to enhance communication, it's quite surprising. So it could show that this is an increasing problem or that more people are just aware of their rights when it comes to these orders and how they should be applied. So uh, we'll be talking about that in the course of the programme. This is Ian Lee.
6: On BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Why'd you call someone a cow bag? She was one. Why?
7: Right, so I went to a well-known shop, never known the undersold... Waitrose. Yeah.
5: The thing is, guys, you know when people say, well, can I mention this shop? Right. Well, if you're going to slag them off, no, you can't. No, I'm not slagging uh, them off. Uh, no, I know, but I'm just saying this to the... Say, if you listen to radio, can I mention the shop? Well, you're going to be rude about it. Yeah, well, no, no, legally you can't. And then you get people who go, oh, it's the BBC, so I can't... You can mention a shop on the okay. BBC. Of course you can. Um, I'm... But also, just because you've now planted the seed in these idiots' ears, you then say, alright, I'm not going to mention the shop, but I'm going to slag it off, but let's just say, every little helps. <laughs> well, then that is that is the same legally as you telling me what the shop is yeah
7: no it wasn't that one it was this one i'm gonna write
5: i'm gonna write a book sorry to keep interrupting well just so rare i get to speak these days i'm gonna write a book not on how to do radio on how to phone in to radio. That's a really good idea. That's exactly what I'm going to do. It might be a
7: chapter. I'm not sure there's a book.
5: Oh, trust me, there's a book. There's a book, including chapter six, How to Do the Perfect Prank. Anyway, (laughs) continue, (laughs) continue. The
7: only reason I tell you which shop it was is because uh, the behaviour on her part was extremely uncouth and not what you'd expect at Waitrose. Oh. But also my behaviour was tempered by the fact it was Waitrose and not somewhere else where, you know, obviously I would have got fighty. But anyway... You would have got what? Fighty. As opposed to? Um, Politey. Yeah,
5: Okay. yes. (laughs)
7: coming through through a one-way system and waiting for this lady to come out of her parking space. Yeah, She's looking livid. Imagine this. She looked a bit like... Christ- Picture the same. She looked like Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: OK, so baby. one of those
7: faces that can look a bit cross.
5: It can look it can look beautiful, but it can look so stern.
7: Yeah, exactly. And she and looked that... stern, and she was muttering to herself. And I was doing that sort of thin lip polite smile that says, yeah, I'm waiting for you, but if, if there's a problem, it's fine. You can tell me you're waiting for your husband or you're going to get your pies out or whatever, yeah. and I'll move along. Anyway, so she's sort of looking over now and again and I thought, flipping heck, someone's really annoyed her.
5: Yeah.
7: I moved a bit closer as she started to pull out, thinking that she was going to obey the laws of the... uh, uh, The laws of the waitrose. Of the waitrose one-way system. And she starts pulling across me. Not only does she start pulling across me, she's got her roof down. Yeah, she's she's driving an Audi with the roof down. This may explain more. And um, she's really going flipping crackers and saying, and as she pulled parallel to me, mm. inching past me oh. in a one-way system, oh. move out of the way, you stupid woman. Oish. So, at this point... Can I just say
5: you're being um, racially offensive there by doing that accent? Why? Because you know she was one of yours. Yeah. She wasn't one of ours. She was a northerner. All
7: right. Well, she was, um, like, you, you did it in posh. a posh.
5: You did it in a posh southern accent. Move out and, of the way, you
7: stupid woman. It was more like that. Th- thank you. Okay. At which point, zzz, my window goes down.
5: Which I'm constantly saying to you all the time.
7: And I said to her, and she we're virtually nose to nose. I could have kissed her, which probably would have made things worse.
5: Oh, suddenly this story got even more interesting. Eh, lads? Eh, lads? Truckers? Lads? What, me
7: and Christine McVie.
5: <laughs> 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 yeah, carry on. Continue, Vuce, if well, you play. That's
7: not very helpful. What are you calling me stupid for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She went, because you are. I'm trying to get by. And I went, right, Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're going the wrong way. This is a one-way system. We finish at nine. There's a narrow that way. You can't get out that way. I said, what, the exit, just there, you can. Yeah. I kept it cool. Yeah. She kept it. Not hot. cool. She was hot. She was going. We, nah, we nah, do nah, finish nah, at nah, nah, nine, nah,
5: and travel is all coming all the way up.
7: past. Do you know that Flipping bit in out. Sexy Beast where he's going. You will, will, no, will, will. I've will, not move. seen it, mate. Anyway, just get,
5: just get to the bit we called her, and you called her a cowbag. Great so story. She- <laughs> I mean, really, wow. <laughs> travel news for beds,
6: hearts and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: The M25, first of all, anti-clockwise starting to build up now as you head west from the M1 down towards the M40. Uh, the uh, M1 itself looking OK. Can't see any problems on the sensors and cameras this morning. Heading out onto the North Circular in London, westbound queues at Henley's Corner, also very busy approaching the Brentfield Road. And on the tubes into London, the Metropolitan Re- even Line is running with minor delays between Uxbridge and Rainers Lane. There are severe delays, though, on the Victoria Line because of a signal failure down at Finsbury Park. Trains through the three counters looking good this morning. No reported problems. James Worley, BBC Three
5: Counters Radio. Thank you, James. Oh, now what's going on? Ah, that's what's going on. We're trying to play Catch the Red here. It's a complicated game which involves... Right, let go. Catch. Take your hand further away. Go. Take your, go caught it. Basically, there's a red light in the studio which only is on if I... It's a stupid game! But if you wanted to come in and play it one day, you'd be more than welcome. Let's do the headlines, innit? David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic state at its source following uh, the uh, Tunisia beach attack in which at least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with uh, a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was NOT terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. We do this Competitors now.
1: Competitors must be dressed in suitable tennis attire that is almost entirely white. It takes her time wearing a white visor with her hair tied back. The crowd must remain perfectly silent for the duration of every point. The crowd, at the moment, quiet and respectful. However... What a ripper of a return! Those watching at work, in the park or anywhere at all are encouraged to scream, gasp and whoop throughout.
11: It crashes a forehand into the corner. And this is the cheer of the crowds.
1: Wimbledon 2015. Come as you are. No. It starts
5: today all across the BBC. Wimbledon is... All Wimbledon means to me is boring television. I don't really watch TV anymore. As I said, I'm getting rid of Sky in uh, August. Mm. Bring it on. And I'm waiting for... I've got to phone them up on July the 25th to cancel Sky. I've got to give them a month's notice. And I'm going to enjoy the conversation where they try and keep me. Because my decision has been made. They could offer to give me money and I would still... Get Well, no, hang on, that might work. Yeah. They offered If they paid me, that I might just keep it then. But apart from that, Murdoch, that's it. You better put me straight through to Murdoch. He's the only one that could persuade me to keep Sky, and that's through intimidation and threats of exposing those phone recordings. (laughs) You know, I told you my phone was hacked back in the day. Yeah. My phone was hacked.
7: Was it back in the day when you had a very interesting life?
5: (laughs) Yeah, it would have been uh, messages from my mum. Telling me to go and um, clean her windows, basically, and from my drug dealer and prostitutes, it's a joke. Anyway, so, um, uh, so uh, you called her a cowbag.
7: Well, no, she asked for it. It's still going on. She was inching past me, very quietly, rumbling and grumbling away. In a Christine McVee fashion, I'm sure Christine McVee wouldn't go that far.
5: Every time I open a second microphone I have to ride the game. It's, it's a really weird, echoey thing. Anyway. Didn't Cowbag, weren't they a band in the eighties? Probably. I think they were Pig Bag. There was a band <laughs> called Pig Bag. No, there wasn't. There was a band there was a band called Pig Bag. What was let's ask Shags. Shags, what was Pig Bag's hit? Uh their hits were um slap me once okay thanks very much <laughs> I mean that's that's the best he can come up with there's a pig bag I think they did a song called pig bag right they, well
7: pig bag is the escalation of cow bag if she'd have carried on she'd have got pig bag
5: this, this is pig bag hang on a second guys oh hang on a minute and, and the song is Papa's Got a Brand New Pig Bag <laughs> oh do you remember this yeah I do is this pig bag pig bag and Papa's Got a Brand New Pig Bag Hang on, this is the 12-inch remix. Let's get to the... I hope he's uh, not sweary. Let's, well, fingers crossed, otherwise you're in trouble. Uh, this is them playing on Top of the Pop, so this will be a clean version. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Pig bag. Papa's got a brand new pig bag. Hi,
9: folks. Welcome to Top of the Pops. A Peter great Powell. big party tonight. Stacks of interest. Party. Lots of
12: bands and lots of action. For hopeless, it's big bag. Hit three and Mama's got
5: a brand <laughs> new pig bag. Here we go, guys. Flip it, I mean, I remember this. Hey, but isn't this something else? Or yeah. is it this? I see, isn't this? <iele speaking noise> yeah. But is that this? Or is that something else? That's this. Dun 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 Is it something? Is it something else, Shags? Catch the pigeon in it. Oh. Catch the pigeon. No. Catch the pigeon. No, it's not catch the pigeon.
7: Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. Different.
5: Nothing like catch the pigeon for goodness sakes. Do they sing on this or? No. Oh, there might be no. Okay, this is this is uh, this is this is what Shaggy is thinking of for crying out loud. Here we go. He's thinking of this.
7: Nothing like.
5: Nothing like it, Shags.
7: Although, Shax does look a bit like Dick Dastardly, doesn't he?
5: And you look like Muttley. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Muttley
7: you
5: this is now. what counted for... A re- anyway, w- enough, enough.
7: Anyway, so she's inching past me. Yeah, we're still doing
5: that story, are we?
7: And going maniacal.
5: We've done this. And she
7: gets, um, she gets to the point where she can get away. And yeah. just as she gets away, I'm bravely called out.
3: All right, cowbag.
5: Yeah, that'll learn her. Great Go. story. I she will back. I kind Go. of feel like we, we had that story like 10 minutes ago. Go. Should we have I'm a Believer by the monkeys. Always. Yeah. A second. That's the wrong. That's um. Paperback. Just no. indulge me. Just indulge me. Just indulge me. Here we go. Just listen to when the monkeys coming. Indulge me. Indulge Paperback me.
9: Here
5: we go. Here we go. Now listen. Oh no! Hang on a second. They're doing a second verse. This is just just indulge me. You're digging the shags, aren't you? You're digging the vibe? Here we go. Here we go. Here they come. Here they come. Thank you. Come on, guys. So good, good, isn't it? I'm gonna have to do your CD of mashups. Do it. I'd play it all if it wasn't such bad audio. I'll do. I must do. A, 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 um, oh, uh, <laughs> there's one I want. The The Beach Boys and Missy Elliott. What? Oh, I know. But that
7: can work.
5: That man, honestly, it does work. It does work. Let me find this. We'll do the show in a minute. I'm just having so much fun with my it's okay, new toys. Okay, I'm going to
7: tell you about a bridge in Chelmsford
5: in a bit. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Is this it? Oh shush! Hang on a second. Is this it? Um, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is the, this is, um, the Beach Boys, Missy Elliott and Buster Rhymes.
7: This could get swearing.
5: Oh, yeah, you're right, actually, it does. Uh, what's the bridge? Well, have you got the bridge?
7: Yeah, people <coughs> living in Sharnbrook.
5: Here you go. Okay, i read. I've got it. Okay, right, fine. Let's uh, just check the phone. Shags, how many uh, phone calls have we got so far? Okay, must, must try harder, Shags. If Danny was working, if Danny was Kelly oh, he, Betts, was so good. he, we would have loads of phone calls, mate. Yes, we would. Okay.
7: He's so good and dreamy.
5: It's so dreamy. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. People living in Sharmbrook are concerned that work on a nearby railway bridge has been left unsafe and unfinished. Network Rail say the work it done is safe, and further work, which will start in September, will involve realigning the curb lines, resurfacing the road, and relocating electricity pole. Just let me just hang on, get myself together. Okay, fine. They've apologised for any inconvenience caused. Kath, you've got more on this. Yeah,
7: the residents came to us with this one, which is why we we're we're doing it over Christmas. Network Rail ripped down Shanbrook's Victorian railway bridge and replaced it with a new concrete green one. I don't know why we don't need to know it's green, but it's green uh, to get ready for a new electric train line. But with this came disruption for the locals. First, uh, the loss of the old bridge where people used to sit with picnics and take pictures. Um, They're calling it a monstrosity, the new green one. Secondly, the bridge that they've put in place seems to have pushed the embankment below it, making it look... To uh, the uh, the locals on steady. Now, there's uh, been a support wall built, which the locals are worried is bending and collapsing with the weight of the bridge and the slipping embankment. Generally, it's not popular. Um, Network Rail are saying that uh, the locals should be reassured the bridge is safe, but uh, they don't feel the same. Uh, Network Rail say that they have plans to change the bridge. They say the work to improve the road over Templars Way will be carried out as planned. They will start this in September, and it will involve, as you said, realigning curb lines, resurfacing the road, and relocating a pole. A one-way system is currently in place for the safety of pedestrians and motorists until curb realignment work is carried out in September. And Network Rail say the retaining wall has been inspected by engineers and is stable. Um, in September they'll be carrying out additional repairs to that wall. They're apologising for an inconvenience caused to the work. And uh, we'll be talking to Justin who'll be there with uh, with the neighbours.
5: Excellent. Slow news day today. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now this isn't sweary. Are you sure? Well, it's it. Well, I, don't, I can't guarantee it 100%. It's the monkeys versus Girls Allowed. Wow! I mean, what That's could go fight. Hi guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We need to put some stuff on the whiteboard. So far we've got acceptable insults, or as I like to call it, in fact this is what we'll call it, posh swearing. 03459 455555.
6: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
10: The M1's now building up on the southbound side Usual delays down towards the Redbourne exit So down towards Junction uh, 9 M25 anti-clockwise That's looking heavy as well In patches from before the uh, the M1 Round towards 19 That's Watford Clockwise looking good Uh, No reported problems at the moment on the A1M Although again uh, starting to build up Just south of Hatfield Down towards uh, the M25 this morning Uh, On the uh, tubes in London If you're heading into the capital There are minor delays on the Metropolitan line Uxbridge to Rainers Lane Severe delays on the Victoria line after a signal failure at Finsbury Park. Trains are looking fine through the three counties this morning. James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you,
6: James. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 30. I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source following the Tunisia attack. At least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed by the gunman at the beach resort on Friday. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. 56-year-old Michael Turner from Landau Way in Turnford is due to appear at Hatfield Remand Court today. A man will appear in court today, charged with murdering the woman whose body was discovered in a layby in Gerrards Cross in Buckinghamshire last Tuesday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers, produced a weapon, and was detained. Three Counties Sports,
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Wimbledon starts today with the defending champion Novak Djokovic first on centre court. Andy Murray starts his campaign tomorrow. Djokovic has been caught up in a cheating row after coach Boris Becker said the pair have ways of communicating during a match, although such coaching is banned during Grand Slams. Djokovic though insists he won't be breaking any rules when he plays philip Kohlschreiber in the first round later.
13: I don't think that that's how you can call it. I mean, uh, it's not necessary that, um, you know, he tells me where to serve or... Uh, to which side of the opponent's court I have to play, because that doesn't happen. But it's more of a, you know, encouragement and more of a uh, support.
0: In football, Watford transfer target Diego Perotti appears to have turned down a record breaking £7 million move to the Hornets from Italian side Genoa. Reports in Italy say the Argentinian wants to stay in Italy and move to Napoli, although Genoa say the only firm offer they have received is from Watford. Meanwhile, Watford continue to be linked with two players from Inter Milan, plus Roma's Greek international defender Jose Holebas. Former Manchester United and England player Phil Neville is in talks with Valencia about becoming their assistant manager. And Australia's cricketers continued their preparations for the Ashes series by beating Kent by 255 runs at Canterbury. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. What was your beef with that bulletin?
7: I didn't have beef with the You bulletin. did have
5: beef. He said a foreign name at the end and you pulled a, you pulled that sneering face that you pulled when someone says something foreign that no, doesn't meet your university standards. No, I didn't. He did a cracking job there. He did and a beautiful
7: was, he pronounced Genoa properly. Yeah, which no, some
5: people have trouble with. The foreign man, though.
7: What Jose Halibas? Halabas. Just thought it was funny, he was Greek and he's called Jose, that's all. No,
5: you didn't. You were laughing at the way he said it. Because no, you got university education.
9: Stop it. Outrageous. Not
5: true. You no. How would you say it again, Simon? Jose Holibas. Right, what's it's your fine.
7: beef? i ain't got beef.
5: You've got beef. I'm you in. are. on oh, mate, you've got beef.
7: I'm going to Google him, though, and find out why he's called Jose.
5: Okay, thank you, Simon. I'm sorry to have to drag you into this bitter um, d- divorce that's going on here between <laughs> myself and Catherine. Thank I thought it was excellent. I'll excellency. keep an eye on next time. Yeah, please do. Thank you very much indeed. You need <laughs> to install a system of mirrors. Uh, outrageous behaviour. Hang on a second.
1: Local oh. and vocal oh. across beds, hearts, and bucks. This
6: okay. is Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. Why
7: were you doing rude uh, hand signals behind his screen?
5: I don't like him. (laughs) 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 Simple as that! Oh, no, hang on a second. Don't want that. What are you doing? Don't want that. What are you doing? Oh, I want this. Here we go. Let's have some of this. Gaines. There we go. You see, I'm just just negating the slight esotericness of some of the music we played by a bona fide classic. That's right. I just played a bona fide, fide classic. classic. Um, that's one of my favourite gags, along with uh, Uri Geller, of course, um, one of the biggest benders. Of, of spoons. spoons in the world. Ah, <laughs> oh, fun times, guys. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. So posh swears. Also, I went to the pictures yesterday to uh, see Minion, the Minions. Mm-hmm. It's fair funny. Well, they are funny, aren't
7: they? It's
5: very. I, I've never seen Despicable Me. <gasps>
7: Do you want to borrow it?
5: I probably got it somewhere, scratched and covered in jam. Uh, but we, so we went to see Minions, and um, it was it was brilliant. It was hilarious. First of all, it starts off with um, the Turtles, Happy Together. It's the theme tune. My boys were singing it. The only kids in the cinema singing it. Winners. Yeah. And my eldest Mm -hmm. left and said, Daddy, this is one of my favourite songs. I went, yeah, that's right, boy. And then there's a bit where um, there's a really funny monkeys gag. There's loads of 60s music in it. And there's a really funny monkeys gag where um, the Minions... A singing the monkeys theme, right? Because they they've just been f- made friends with um, Sandra Bullock, who's like the evil queen, and they're going around singing the monkeys theme because it's all exciting. It's like a funny montage. Oh, aren't
7: they looking for like a new boss or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
5: they find it anyway. So they're singing the monkeys theme, and then there's it's it's a really obscure, slightly obscure reference. There's a bit in the monkeys theme where Mickey Dounis goes, "Oh." And uh, just as they get to the oh, they get locked in a prison cell. Oh. No, spoiler alert. And then there's a funny Beatles gag as well, where they uh, interrupt the photo shoot for uh, Abbey Road. <laughs> 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 it's brilliant. But so we went to see that, and my boys were really excited. And it was packed. First day, I think it's been out. First or second day, and it's packed.
7: Also, the weather was a bit iffy yesterday, wasn't it? It was
5: a little bit iffy yesterday. So uh, we're sat there, right? And we got there early. We got there on t- we got there on time. We got there on time, and we're sat in the cinema, and we're having you know kind of watching the. Uh, th- By the way, the paper's here yet. No, no papers. OK. Uh, we'll ask Shaggy to go and have a look when he's finished flirting with uh, Simon Oxley. Shags, can you see if the papers are here yet? Thank you. Oh, he, just walked, he actually just walks into a pillar. <laughs> what a plum. Um, and then he stuck his fingers up. It wasn't us that made you walk into a pillar. It was you, you. Anyway. Cut your so fringe. We, so we sat there, right, and the adverts come on and the kids quite like the adverts mm-hmm. and they put in a couple of Minions adverts and McDonald's and like, Whatever, OK. And the, we, we're digging the adverts. And then the trailers start. Now, As far as I'm concerned, once the trailers started, the trailers is the film. Yeah. Okay. The the trailers is the film. If I walked in during the adverts, I'd be very quiet. But, boys, go and sit. But once the trailers have started, I've paid for that. And so I would be really,
12: boys, just go
9: and sit
7: down. I don't mess around anyway. No, you can't. People are sitting down, you get down, you get your head down, and you shut up.
5: You can't mess around. Okay. So, anyway, like six parents walk in during the trailers. It's only a trailer for Hotel Transylvania 2, but still the boys wanted to see it. So the six parents walk in with about thirty kids, right? They have been busy. Well, they've, they've they've. If you've got that many kids, you get there early. Mm-hmm. And by the way, one of them had been rude to me and had blocked me uh, and my boys getting in well, while we kids. wait. they one of the adults <gasps> while we waited for some mum who was dawdling on her phone. He's holding the door open while she's texting. I'm thinking, well, she's texting. She's not going in. You
7: know what you should have called him,
5: Cowbell. Anyway, so these parents come in with these thirty kids, right? and instead of, all right, guys, sh- 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 the trailers have started. Everyone sit down. All right, guys. Um, Lucy, all the girls, 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 sit down there. You're in that row. Boys in that row. I'm um, Tommy. Who needs a booster? Anyone? Ne- do you need a booster seat, Sarah? Do you, Colin? <laughs> do you want a booster seat? Right. So we want ten booster seats. Do you- anyone need the toilet before? I'm thinking, fuck. Have this conversation in the foyer, everyone. Loud. And they're talking and they're shouting. I'm thinking, flip. It's almost as bad as the day I was in a cinema in Slough and the chap in front of me was sending text <gasps> in the middle of the film. I went, excuse he was sending texts and I was getting angry. I thought, but okay, I'm gonna let this ride. And then he made a phone call. <laughs> and he's on the phone to I guess his wife. And then he gave the phone to the boy. And the boy's going, Hello mummy. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I said, excuse me, could you turn that off? Cinema etiquette. Yeah. It just, you don't make a noise when the, tra- if the lights are down and there is a projection happening, you are quiet. i let you be a bit noisy in the adverts. Not the trailers, that's the film. Mm. Really annoyed me.
7: Did it? You
5: didn't do um, this show? Um... O three four five nine four double five five double five. Ian, enough already! FFS, is that the uh, furniture place? Mm. The mashup you are attempting is awful. Do you know what it sounds like? It's like sitting on the bus and a couple of and that's all we've got of that tech. Oh, and a a couple of people have on their Walkmans on too loud. I can hear both songs in a mashup way. Not good, Tony. Morning, morning, Tony. That's why I reset your ears with uh, in my room by uh, the Beach Boys. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. I am a professional. A professor, Ben. Uh, papers. So
14: just, um, uh, something that
5: usually happens. Papers? No. no okay. uh, Why did he mouth the word "no"? <laughs> Why didn't he just go "no"? Okay, guys. Well, that's um, that's half my show gone.
0: What, what, was I checking the right place? I just went out the back.
5: Is that where they? Did, what, did you go out to the back gate? Because they sometimes shove them in the oh,
15: all the way
16: down. Yeah, the all I know. Oh, oh. The way. Okay, I'll go. I'll go down there. Thank I... you, Shags. That's all right.
5: And is that am I right? I still don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know the layout of this place properly. To come back, yeah. Do you have to walk past the coffee making facilities? Yes. Uh, oh, yes, I
9: think uh, you do. D-
17: do you? I think
5: yeah. you do. Oh. I'm not sure. If you do, that'll be awesome. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. What a nice guy. An easily manipulable. Watch that pillar. Yeah, watch the pillar, mate. That's it. Oh three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, 5, five. So normally we would be going through the papers, but we haven't got no papers. So I'll tell you what we're gonna do is um we're gonna play a song. Let's play For Tony. It. Uh no, I'm not no, 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 no. I'm I'm aware that I've got new toys, so I've become slightly esoteric, but um uh I'll play something decent this time. Hang on a second, what have we got? Let's um let's see what we've got
13: here.
5: I'm not playing that, that's eight minutes long. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll play So There we go. You don't get much more pop than this, for goodness sakes. Here we go. Looking at the world through the
9: sunset in Moroccan skies, ducks and pigs and chickens call. Animal carpet, wall to wall. American ladies five foot tall. Sweeping cobwebs from the edges of my mind. Had to get away to see what we could find. Hope the days that lie ahead bring us back to where they've led. Listen up to what's been said to you. You know we're riding on the Marrakesh Express. You know, we're riding on the Marrakesh Express. They're taking me to Marrakesh. All on board the train. All on board the train. I've been saving all my money just to take you there. I smell the garden in your hair. Blanca going south, Blowing smoke rings from the corners of my 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 mouth. Gold coppers hanging in the air, charming cobras in the square, Stretch your levers, we can wear at home. Well, let me hear you now.
4: would you know we're riding
9: on the Marrakesh Express? would you know we're riding on the Marrakesh Express? They're taking me to Marrakesh. would you know we're riding? On the Marrakesh Express But you know we're riding On the Marrakesh Express They're taking me to Marrakesh All on board
5: Have you genuinely never heard Marrakesh Express by Crosby, Stills and Nash?
7: No, I'm not as as familiar with their catalogue as I should be. You've
5: never heard Marrakesh... That's the other pop one after our house. You've never heard it? No. Well, I have now. I've heard it once. But, I mean, you... uh, Flipping heck, mate!
6: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Well, no reported uh, accidents or incidents across the three counties. Just usual Monday morning delays. M1 slow southbound, passing Junction 14, Milton Keynes. really slow actually on the cameras and sensors I can see. Uh, south of Junction 10, Luton Airport, down towards 9, Redbourne. That's slow moving. M25, well, anti-clockwise slow in patches from uh, uh, 21 down towards the M40 already. And the A1M, that's looking heavy if you're heading uh, south of Hatfield. Delays into London on the A1 through Boreham Wood. And uh, onto uh, trains and tubes. Trains are five Tubes though into London, minor delays on the Met line, and there are severe delays still on the Victoria line. James Wally, BBC Three Countess Radio.
5: Thank you very much, James. <sighs> Where are we now? 6.46. It's Monday. Flippin' heck, it's the 29th of June. My tour starts next week. Blimey. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source following the Tunisia beach attack in which at least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. 03459 five nine four Let's get the weather. Here's gates
18: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: Good morning. It's a beautiful and quiet start to the new week. Plenty of sunshine today, but it could turn hazy from time to time as a little bit of high cloud works its way in. But it's still going to be bright, warm and sunny. Temperatures up to 25, maybe 26 Celsius. Sunsets at 21, 25 and it's dry and clear overnight. Winds like minimum temperature 11 Celsius, but most places, Townsend City staying around 13 or 14 so quite a sticky night. Sun rises at 04.46 tomorrow morning and we've got some very warm air pushing up from the south we've got barely any cloud to speak of blue sky and sunshine and temperatures reaching 29 celsius and that's your forecast thank you kate
1: Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio.
17: The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game.
5: There's no cost to spending um, (laughs) ten minutes looking at all this stuff. Three
17: mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, This weekend they're walking 100 kilometres. We've done lots of
1: training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer.
17: Is that a maze in front of your
0: house? It's called a parterre.
12: It's a parterre, (laughs) is it?
1: I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. The
12: award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas' autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process.
1: Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. Just very quickly, to a uh, uh, nod at Tunisia. I, 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 David Cameron's talking tough. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? How do you how do you stop a, a lunatic wandering on a beach with a machine gun? How do you yeah. stop that? And there was on uh, I was listening to any questions on Radio Four, and one of the questions was: Should this this horrible attack, and you can't even begin to imagine what it was like. Oh, you know, incredible. Uh, should this attack stop us from going on a holiday how to certain can places? It?
7: Stop you going out anywhere?
5: Well, yeah, but um, well, the, well the, one of the MPs is going. No, we should still go to places like this for our holiday. I'm not going. I'm not going to North Africa. It's easy to say if, if if we don't go, then they've won. Okay, well they can. Do you know what? They can win that one. They can win that one. I'm, I'm sure there are some incredibly cheap deals to Tunisia today. I'm sure if you went online, that you would pay a dollar to go to Tunisia. Do you and, know what?
7: I ain't going. And probably at this point, security will be tight to the point of um, it, it being uh, less oh, likely to happen. Yeah. But the point is, they're choosing soft targets. They could go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. They could go anywhere.
5: Ah, uh, you—they could go, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to North Africa. We can do all that. Well, if we don't go, then they've won, and the, the the local trade needs you. Do you know what? The local trade's going to have to just do fine without me popping along there and spending a few quid. And the the the, the ISIS, you've won that one, guys. Yep, you've won. They're going to North Africa. As far as my family are concerned, you've won. Well to be, done. To be
7: honest, I've not fancied going there for some time. No like places like there, um, Egypt.
5: No it, Turkey
7: even I, I don't fancy
5: no i I, I mean I it, it, you know part of me well like, we're going to to Greece at some point uh, and and part of me thinks, well, it, hey, you know what there's connections with Turkey, okay, fine, uh, but now they, they, now they've got <laughs> you're only allowed to take was it sixty euros out from the uh, what is that
7: I'm not an engineer it,
5: that is that. <laughs> Do you want? Do you want it in that one? Then? Yes, I yeah. do. Hang on, it's do all right. Why have you put it in a Why have you put it in um, um, a dad's cup?
8: Uh, I don't know.
5: That's a dad driving to work is on he's... the M40s cup. Just, no, just for the. Um... Well, you know, I. You know what cup, kind of cup I think that is. I just told you off air.
7: Yeah. Okay. It's like one of these flask type cups. Hey,
5: if you If you buy um, If you buy some oil at the petrol station, you get one of those free. Oh no, I don't <laughs> fancy it. You can't drink from that. It's mate. Right. Come uh, on, pour it in. Yeah. Pour it in.
14: Well, I need to
5: get rid of that first. Though. No. You, oh, flipping it. I'm I'll gonna get drink mine. Okay, I'm just gonna. And where are the papers, mate? They're not here. I, I checked everywhere. Flipping it. I went out the proper back it. Oh, oh mate! Oh, got... oh, oh mate! What are you doing? Shaggy's got coffee everywhere. Hey, I've have got... just had a really good idea. Lift, lift it up, mate. Lift up the cup. Lift up the cup. We'll put it on the script.
7: I've just had okay. a really good idea.
5: Unbelievable. Yes, mate.
7: Someone listening to this has got a paper in front of them. Why don't they do the papers?
5: Um, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Tell us what's in it. Yeah, okay. Shags, it's like eat? when you order a um, uh, milkshake at Ed's, you get a bit more left over in the pot. Yeah. Thank you, Shags. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If you could go through the papers and um, just, or just a paper that you've got, tell us what's in it, and uh, let us know what's um, what's going on there. You're
7: all right. A bit yeah, windy,
5: pops. There. Yeah, a little bit windy, pops. Just trying to find another song that we can play. Oh, this is a fun one. You like this? I think. There we go. Yeah. Remember not to sing over the songs. That's what Steve Wright does. He does, doesn't he? That's the Turtles. I love that. I love that so much. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. in Luton, morning, Stephen. Morning. Hey, you're all right, fella. You sound a bit, um, well, a bit, um, a bit slower than usual. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs>
19: oh, slow, all right. <laughs>
7: Are you still marching, Steve,
19: or have you stopped now? Yeah, yeah, no, we've stopped. It was a good day out. And I just want to say about the people that were moaning about how much the march would cost the taxpayers, or around much. Uh, uh, Bedfordshire Police. Steve, could, the you, could you, so you put, you put your mouth near... The,
5: Steve, shut up. Can you put your mouth near the phone? You're sounding even more muffled and uh, dense than usual.
19: Right. Bedfordshire Police cost the taxpayers more money than you think.
5: Yeah, the Bedfordshire Police are very expensive, we know. They probably cost about what I think. Yeah, they're expensive. What's your point?
19: <laughs> no, but on Friday, you people were ringing up moment because we're having a march it's going to cost the, the police and the taxpayers tech- Money, Not on this
5: show they weren't moaning they me, up. They weren't moaning up. There you know, we go. <laughs> we'll have yeah, a moaning. <laughs> they,
19: did say, they did mention it because I we'll
5: spoke to you. Yeah, yeah you you mentioned it, but no, no, Steve, 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 they, they Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve, cost- Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve, 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 Steve. Shut up and listen, you idiot. Shut up. <laughs> y- you shut up. No one mentioned on my show the amount it was going to cost. So I don't know what you're talking about. They did. Not on my show they didn't, mate. You were the only call. Well, you listen, mate, because you're really getting on my nerves. You were the only call about... Am I right, Catherine? Do we have any others? No, because we didn't go into it. You were the only call on my show about the march. Oh, well, I'm privileged. Thank you very much. No, you're not. Getting on my nerves today. So I don't know what you're talking about. But, yes, it would have cost a lot of money because when you get far-right fascist, racist groups marching, you have (laughs) to uh, police it. You have to police it so that there's not trouble.
19: so the left wing do gooders have actually ruined this country. So it's all right for them to run around throwing. No, do you know what? I'm going to get off as my soon fence. As someone stands up against them, as soon Here as the we The right wing stand against them. We're racist. We we're not racist. No, 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 Steve. So Steve. Stick Steve. Up for
5: Great Britain. No, Steve. Do you know Lord what? I'm going to. I'm going to. Steve. I'm going to get off my yeah. BBC impartiality wall and tell Go you, on, it's not the, the, the do-gooders. Why is do-gooding a bad word? I wish I could well, do good. I wish I more people well, would do good. You I'll can tell can you own who's own ruined... Children. Steve, I'll tell you who's ruined this country. It's horrible, divisive racists that pick well, on minorities, well, minorities that pick all on the, the weak, weak and try to exploit them.
19: Child. No, it ain't. The commies, the left wing... The, the commies. commies. What? Is this Like 1976, you plum? Like, well, you, Commies? You, what is a commie? You look, at, you look at the Labour politicians, how many of them were in the Communist Party before they went well, to the yeah, Labour but how Party? Many of the, the Labour you Party, the Party is hardly...
5: Steve, the Labour Party is hardly communist or even a, a approaching socialist. It's it's kind of pretty much left of centre. It's, it's, kind of of centre. it's the racists. It's the people that march they're around, around. holding crosses. They're not, been racist. We're not even in power. The lefties, the scornies... How can, these, can we be racist we're way. not even the in power? You
9: can't do that.
19: Steve, how can we be racist? How can we...
5: The have dropped. This is your problem, you don't listen. How can we be racist, no, we're not even in power? That sentence, do- anyway. that sentence doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because it's are all lovey-dovey-dovey,
19: lovey, lovey. you know, all hippie Real. lovers. Oh, yeah, everyone can do this. Oh, yeah, you know, if you do something wrong, we slap your wrist,
5: you know. No, but that, that, you're, sp- you're talking about something completely different. I think if you do something wrong, you should go to prison. What, what's, your, what's that well, what got to do about, with, with racist? Oh, Steve, do you, do you know race? what, Steve? If we Steve. were, ra- if we
19: were St- that racist, oh, none of them would be here, would they? I mean,
5: to do with race. None of who would be Those here? None of who would be here? Forefart, Steve, bye-bye. Is? I can't be bothered. Do you know what? I mean, he's speaking more guff than usual. Has he stopped speaking? Yeah. Steve! He's gone good. All right. I know I'm supposed to be impartial. I was thinking about this at the weekend, but just when there's racists walking around holding crosses, I just think... I don't want any part of that. They're the people that are ruining this country, and yet yeah, are people on the far extreme, the other side as well, and yet yeah, people that go around blowing people up—you know—they're all as bad as each other. But a bunch of racists marching around. I'm sorry, mate. That's not what I want in this country. It's not what I want my kids to see. What's that got to do with caning children at school? I mean, I've got several tangents there, Steve. Must try harder. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Let's have some of this. <laughs>
6: starting to build up now on the M40
10: southbound towards London, towards High Wycombe, Junction 4 that's looking slow on the sensors and cameras M1 delay southbound passing Milton Keynes, 14 to 13 is slow moving and there are delays also passing Toddington Services and then south of Luton Airport down towards Junction 9 uh, for Redbourne the anti-clockwise M25, usual Monday morning delays from before the M1 on and off all the way down to the M40 at Junction 16, really slow in patches on the A1M, south of Stevenage and then south of Hatfield, A1 One's very busy into London through Boreham Wood down to Edgware on the sensors. On the tubes into London, severe delays on the Victoria line, minor delays on the Met line, but no problems to report for trains across the three counties. I'm James Woolley, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: James, thank you very much indeed. Listen, I, I, if you want to come and have a discussion about the, the, the um, in inverted commas, protest at the weekend, then you can, but Steve, I mean, really, you, 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 you take not listening to an artful... I get accused of not listening, but an neck mate. Oh, dear. Morning guys Let's get the news, here's Simon Oxley
1: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: It's seven o'clock. The headlines, Cameron pledge after Tunisia attack, man charged with murder in Hertfordshire Village and man in court after woman's body found in Buckinghamshire lay-by.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source in such places as Syria and Iraq. Writing in the Telegraph on the Tunisia attack, Mr Cameron vowed that Britain would show unshakable resolve in confronting extremism. At least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed by the gunman at the beach resort on Friday. Reports say a 43-year-old man from Buckinghamshire was shot in the attack. John Metcalf from Hazelmere near High Wycombe is said to be recovering in hospital. From Seuss Mark
6: Lowen. Tunisian authorities say they believe the gunman, Seferdin Rezgi, had accomplices who helped set up the shooting spree. Armed officers will now reinforce tourist police across the country. A major international investigation is underway, with Scotland Yard announcing over 600 British police and staff will work on the case, one of the biggest
0: deployments since the 2005 London attacks. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. It happened in Groom Road at about 11.30. A man in his 50s from Turnford was killed. 56-year-old Michael Turner from Landau Way in the village has been charged with murder and is due to appear at Hatfield Remand Court today. A man will appear in court today charged with murdering the woman whose body was discovered in a lay-by in Buckinghamshire last Tuesday morning. The body of Anita Kapoor from Hayes in London was discovered by a member of the public in the lay-by on Amersham Road in Gerrards Cross. 34-year-old Navin Mohan from Southall in London is due to appear at High Wycombe Magistrates Court today. It's been claimed that hospitals are doing little to implement new guidelines over how they issue do not resuscitate orders. It follows the case of a woman from Hertfordshire who was placed on a
4: DNAR without her or her family being told. More from Jane Killick. Janet Tracy from Ware was taken to Adam Brooks Hospital after a car crash in 2011. But because she'd been previously diagnosed with cancer, doctors decided without her family's consent that she shouldn't be resuscitated. A year ago, it became law for patients to be consulted about end-of-life care, but her family says hospitals still aren't doing enough. A BBC investigation has found that over the past three years, the number of complaints about the orders has risen at hospitals across the eastern region from 7 to 45.
0: Bedfordshire Police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Police had been called at 7.50pm to reports of violence in St George's Square and a number of men were arrested. The man who approached police was not connected to the original incident. Banks in Greece will remain shut until next Monday because of the financial turmoil that's threatening to force the country out of the euro. The Greek people will be limited to daily withdrawals from cash machines Of up to 60 euros or just over 40 pounds. In sport, Wimbledon starts today. Defending champion Novak Djokovic is first on centre court. The weather dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
5: Thank you, Simon discuss... I'm, do I want to say this? Yeah, if you want to discuss the protest uh, that took place at the weekend, um, you can do. If you want to have, like, a, a conversation about it. 0345945555. I kind of think it happened, and it's done, and it's gone, and blah, blah, blah. But, but you know the nature of this show. You can call in about pretty much anything. So far, posh swearing after um, uh, Catherine called a, a woman... What was it? A pig bag? Cow bag. Cow bag. Uh, cinema etiquette... The whiteboard, apart from those two things, is empty. Anything you want to shove on there? Oh, 455 four double five five double five across beds, hearts, and books.
6: This is BBC Three okay. Counties Radio.
5: So so far, it started off with this.
3: We are an idiot. Still don't know.
5: There's an adult laugh right at the end, just at the end. Still don't know who those pair are. We do know who this guy is.
3: You are listening to Ian Lee, BBC Free Counties Radio. What an idiot. Right, we know who
5: that guy is. That's Wilson. That's Wilson. He's nine years old. And uh, we've got Wilson to confess this. I am
3: broken Britain.
5: Right, now Wilson is now on my side, Okay, Wilson is working undercover for me in the playgrounds, youth clubs. I don't know where where kids go these days, online, on Xbox. He's working undercover for me to sniff out, to try and find out who the uh, original people were. Well, uh, it seems it's working uh, because young people all over the country are sending me messages of support. Are they? Yes, they are. Are. Holly and Stephen uh, well their granddad got in touch and said Ian I've said se- I've recorded Holly and Stephen um, they want to send a message of support. I've not heard it. Oh, I just good. thought I'm gonna whack this straight in and we'll have some of this so let's have a listen
16: no.
9: No.
5: Oh remorseless
16: no. 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 No.
9: the
7: cackle at the end.
5: Well, they're idiots because I, I know uh, I know at least Holly's surname is Edwards. Holly Edwards. Well, that's going to be difficult if I just look you up in the phone book, Holly. Just look her up in the phone book.
7: What are you ringing her for?
5: To, to, She's what, a child. What are you doing telling, making young kids cry when they phone in doing prank calls?
7: <laughs> he didn't cry.
5: He did. His voice, he got a bit worried. His voice wavered. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen.
7: Don't come and try and pwn me. I'll pwn you back.
5: Yeah, exactly. You see, <laughs> we will have some of that. I just but said
7: I was going to send a social round.
5: Holly Edwards and Stephen. I don't know if Stephen's last name. You are. It's outrageous, isn't it, Justin? Certainly is, boss. Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> You're listening to the new BBC technology where a spontaneous conversation <laughs> is impossible. Isn't that right, Just?
12: Absolutely, boss. Yes, it is indeed on our new satellite vehicle.
5: I tell you what, we're going to do, Justin, is that we're going to see how long the delay is. I'm going to (laughs) start counting. When you hear the count, you join in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hello, it's not. Justin,
7: count.
12: Hello, boss.
5: (laughs) Are you joking? (laughs) Well, well, I tell you what, uh, Justin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, put this this damned spontaneity to one side, and we're gonna tow. Let me just tow this BBC line as we go into the scripted uh, the scripted part of the show, dear listeners. Residents in Shambrook uh, in Bedfordshire have been left concerned by an unfinished, and what they say, is an unsafe building project by Network Rail. Network Rail say the work done is safe and further work, will, which will start in September, will involve realigning the kerb lines, resurfacing the road and relocating an electricity pole. It's apologised for any inconvenience caused. While well, Justin is down there with the residents this morning and I now need to shut up so it doesn't get confusing
12: <laughs> uh, Thank you Ian yes, I'm with the residents here who have surrounded our new satellite vehicle because they're very angry about events here in the village. Uh, Bern, agree? thanks for your time this morning. You're, uh, you're live across Bed from and
14: Bucks. So tell our listeners uh, what the main problem is uh, here in Sharnbrook Well basically we've suffered for almost two years of disruption from road bridges being demolished Traffic diverted through villages, HGVs going through small villages, narrow roads, damaging property. And at the end of it, Network Rail suddenly realised, oh, we haven't got the money we thought we had. And they've cancelled the, Well, they haven't cancelled it. They've paused it for a few years. Well, we've seen the bridge this morning, and this is your main beef. You're saying the bridge, the new bridge, is not safe. Tell us more about that. Well, the bridge itself is probably safe, but when they were building it, the embankment collapsed. This is in March this year. It looks like they've done a temporary repair just to get the embankment open, and they can get the bridge open, get the road open, and say, we finished three weeks ahead of schedule. Mm. But they're going to come back in September and do seven more weeks of remedial work, which includes, I think, rebuilding the embankment. So you're not happy. You think this embankment here could collapse. That's what you were saying to me earlier on this morning. Yeah. Well, when you build a vertical wall in March, and by, what is it now, three months later, it's leaning at an angle, which we can both see, and you've got a bow in it, that does suggest that the earth behind it is moving. Also, as you go over the bridge now, the road surface has got a dip in it, just by where that bow is beginning. So it does suggest that maybe the earth is moving from under the road and moving towards the rail. So this is a gut feeling. You haven't got proof this is going to collapse, have you? No, it's a gut feeling.
12: okay I'll bring in somebody else as well, because uh, the car is surrounded. Marilyn Bassett, so you're the uh, chair of the parish council here, uh, backing up what Bernard was saying there. How concerned are you about things
18: here in the village? My main concern is that it actually gets finished. Uh, We've had so many issues with both bridges that have been uh, replaced in the village. And are we really going to see these finished? Is it going to be safe for people to drive over them? But I have had some reassurance from our borough councillor, Doug McMurdo, so I'm feeling a little better about it. But we've also got residents who have got fields that are not uh, finished with regard to their boundaries, so horses can't be kept in the fields, animals can get out and destruction of trees has been quite remarkable along okay. some of those boundaries. I mean, Network Rail,
12: so there's no issue here, that there's no problem here. What would you say to anybody who says, well, you could just be a group of villagers with nothing else better to do? I put that to you because people might be thinking that in their cars
18: and at home this morning. <laughs> they could well do. But we have seen what's gone on and it's this terrible worry that the word paused means there will be no further money and therefore projects that have not been finished will then come back to us as the village and we'll have to find the money to actually get some of this stuff done.
12: Okay, I'm go back to Bernard uh, a couple of final questions for you. Network Rail again, saying to us that everything's fine here um,
14: how have your conversations been with Network Rail? Um, stilted, they don't say anything you can ask them a direct question, you won't get an answer. They've got a group of people called communication managers who filter the public and they're a stone wall between the public and management So your message this morning is, just talk to you. you. You're somebody here
12: who's concerned. All you want is a conversation with Network Rail. You want somebody to come down and talk to you. That, that's
14: all you want. That would be a great help. Someone who can actually speak without being, his words are limited by what he's allowed to say. I'm okay. going to get a final word in here as well as somebody
12: else. I think this is uh, Doug McMurdo, local councillor. Um, again, a final word on Network Rail. Are your conversations, you're a councillor. Surely you've had a, a conversation with them in detail about this?
13: Uh, good morning to you and all your listeners. You have had several conversations with Network Rail. I want to put a bit of context behind this. This is not a paused project only to Sharnbrook. This is a national pausing, uh, 30-something billion pounds, and it's the Treasury that's paused it. I mean, basically Network have, uh, Network Rail have identified that these projects are neither affordable or deliverable in time. And there's been some very serious, uh, significant changes at the helm. You know, I believe the chairman stood down last week. So what they're doing is they're reappraising the projects that are on the block and then to see if what can be delivered and, and what sort of cost things. Now, my discussions with Network Rail, they have been frustrating at times, but on Thursday of last week, I've met with the new project team that are going to be dealing, now I'm talking specifically around Templars Way. Basically, the bridge was delivered over a six-month period with the surrounding embankments, and sadly... Only through the final safety audit, they actually have identified three areas where they need to come back and carry out some remedial work. And that's what's happening now. And uh, I think the Chair of the Parish Council just made mention, we have had some reassurances that Templars Way will continue uh in spite of this pausing of the project so we will see templars way i am told by the end of october all put right and and corrected as bernard's highlighted some of those areas of weaknesses now with regards to the tree felling that's related but it is actually separate it's a second phasing of the project and this is where they're putting in the overhead gantries for the electrification Now, I don't have too much detail on that side of the project, but clearly I will be following that up and uh, working with the the contractors who are doing that. But, of course, that will be as we see paused. Okay. Thank you very much indeed for your time and all the people that have turned up this morning. I think the, the simple solution is here, Ian,
12: that, yes, uh, that, that maybe somebody from Network Rail comes down and talks to these people because you often find, you know, we go out and about all the time across Beds, Hearts and Bucks, but when you get a car surrounded by local people, you know there's an issue here. Wow. Um, hopefully Network Rail can actually just come down and do
5: the simple thing, just talk it's to people, the local guys. residents. That's all Let's they just want. talk. Yeah, exactly. That's all they want. Justin, um, listen, don't speak! Don't say a <laughs> okay. word. Um, don't speak. Don't say anything. I will tell you when you can speak. Here's the thing, Justin. Excellent work there, by the way. Uh, uh, this weekend, Catherine called an elderly woman a pig bag. A cow bag. A a and cow- she was elderly. She a cow worked bag. to know better. She, she, she called a woman a cow bag. We're looking for posh swears today, Justin. If you could take that to the streets, that would be great. Now's your turn to speak.
12: Yes, absolutely. I'll do that for you straight away here in the village. Get the village perspective and I shall report back a bit later on. How does that sound?
5: Dude, guess how many newspapers we've got now in front of me. Mm, uh, one? None. <laughs> See you later. Ta-ta. Justin Daly. So,
7: if Justin
5: you're... De- Justin delay.
7: <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you like that? If you're listening and you've got a newspaper in front of you, can yeah. you um, ring us up and read it to us, please?
5: Because the newspapers are kind of they're kind of half of the show in as much as, A, they give me the confidence that I can go off on a tangent because if I d- deduce that the tangent isn't working or is going nowhere, I can go, ah, oh, but you have on page 13 of the mail, there's this, right? Or there might be some interesting stories in there. We can go, look, page two of The Sun, have you seen this? I ain't got nothing. So if you have a newspaper in front of you, any newspaper, and do you know what? I'm so desperate, it doesn't even have to be today's newspaper. (laughs) It can be any newspaper, from any country, from any day. 03 459 455 555. Does that that sound desperate? Because if it does, I am. I am. Travel news for
6: beds, hearts and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Well no reported accidents or incidents this morning just the usual delays on the motorways M25 anti-clockwise heavy and slow in patches from the M1 down towards the M40 so that's 21 to 16 M40 is very heavy south towards High Wycombe at Junction 4 on the sensors we can see there and uh, m ones heavy south of Milton Keynes uh, also delays passing Toddington Services uh, Luton down towards uh, Harpenden that's very busy so uh, slow moving from the Junction 11 towards 9 approaching Redbourne of course A1M south of Stevenage at Junction and seven's heavy, and there are delays south of three as well towards the M25 and uh, on to London, the A1 through Boreham Wood. It is busy from the holiday and down towards Stirling Corner. Trains through the three counties are fine. Just a reminder, tubes in London, severe delays on the Victoria line, minor delays on the Metropolitan line from Uxbridge to Rayners Lane. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio.
5: Thank you, James. <laughs> Right, 7.16, Monday the 29th of June, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source, following the Tunisia beach attack, in which at least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a man in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. 03 459 455 555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Every weekday morning.
20: One partially closed and the other didn't operate at all. I have
3: contacted other companies who do it professionally. And they said it should have been anchored down.
11: The JVS
20: show. It was looked over by
11: the garage, and they told me, do not move the vehicle anywhere, it's a complete death trap. The
3: JVS
1: show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm
20: getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company.
1: If you need our
17: help, email show at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we to do the same for you. Without your program, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS show,
1: weekdays from 9 on BBC <clears throat> Three Counties
5: Radio. Here we go. What's this text from Pat? Hi, Ian. We expect fascist dictatorial countries to ban people in their own country from protesting in their towns within their country, but not in Great Britain. The police, council, faith leaders and Gavin Shuker should all be ashamed of themselves by supporting the views of some residents over those that may have supported this march by Britain first. The protest was largely peaceful, so what was the problem? Those trying to stop it being the problem, trying to suppress those that hold different views. Shame on you all. Well, um, I don't, well, uh. (sighs) Pat, okay. Uh, listen, I support everybody having the the, the freedom to march if they want to. Yeah, of course, it's great that we can do that in this country. But I'm also allowed to say I don't like racists and I don't want racists marching in a town. I'm allowed to say that.
18: And hey, they marched.
5: Yeah, I'm allowed to say that I don't want racists marching in a town. But I appreciate their freedom to march. Do you want, it sounds like a contradiction, but if you kind of take it apart, it's not. I don't like racists. I don't like this organisation. I don't like people marching around in places where they know it's going it's to upset people, carrying crosses uh, and saying they don't want um, those people living there. I, I, I don't like that. And I'm allowed to say that. Now, the reason that the injunction, um, uh, the police and the council tried to take out an injunction, I have no idea what Gavin Shuker's view was on this situation. The reason why they did it is because uh, Luton is sick and tired of racist organisations coming along where there's, hey, guess what? A really big Muslim uh, um, uh, uh, community that lives there stirring it up and doing it at a weekend when there was a celebration of um, communities and people mixing with each other. They were stirring it up, Pat. That was the thing. They were stirring it up. And guess what? There are a lot of people that don't want racists in their town. That's okay, isn't it?
7: The other thing is oh, okay. that the police say that they these two people have got previous for coming in and going above and beyond to to stir things up. They talked about them going to a mosque.
5: Yeah, so um, um, they shouldn't be ashamed of themselves. They, 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 I think putting shame on them is a, is saying shame on you all is a, is, a, is a big thing. Um, you know, the march the march happened, but I'm I, and I support. Let me clarify my point. I support the right of people to protest. Um, but also, I support the right for people to object to protests, and I object to racists marching through a town simply because they know it's going to stir it up, little darling, stir it up, and that's fine. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four double five, five double five. Any other texts?
7: No, that's it so far. Okay, um, and uh, we've got some. We've got some. Uh, hang on, we had some tweets, didn't we? Don't know. Yeah, talking about cowbag. Darren says, I think cowbag is a European swear word that would make a sailor blush, but it may have been lost in translation.
5: Posh swearing we're talking about, because Catherine abused an old woman by calling her a cowbag. She wasn't old. It's like, it's like plebs, isn't it? It's like plebs or cretin. You know, it's just... It's a
7: mild rebuke. Yeah.
5: I remember at primary school... I think
7: cowbag's actually quite affectionate.
5: At primary school, Mm -hmm. one of the teachers there didn't like him. I think he had a glass eye. He wore short shorts. Oh. Um, and he called me a word at the time I hadn't heard of, and you still don't hear this word said very often. In fact, I looked it up the other day because this incident popped into my head, and it's like really, really, really rude. I'm going to say it to you off mic, okay? Oh yeah. I mean,
7: that's a barely disguised, very rude swear word. It's
5: it's a, it's um, a version of twit, but it's not the one you're thinking of. It's another version of of uh, uh, twit with an O. Oh well, now you can't say that. Well, you might as well just say every little helps, and we know what <laughs> store you're talking about for crying out loud. Anyway, it means something very, very rude. Oh uh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we need someone to go through the papers. Any papers from any day, any year, any country now hospitals still haven't um let me just make sure i've got this right look everything's on different screens yes hospitals still haven't brought in a change to the law on resuscitation a year after a hertfordshire woman's landmark court case Janet Tracy, from Ware was involved in a car accident in 2011, but because she'd had cancer, doctors decided she shouldn't be resuscitated. They didn't tell the family that that a Do Not Resuscitate order had been applied, which is why Kate Masters, Janet's daughter, took her fight to court. Well, uh, Kate joins me now. Morning, Kate. Good morning, Ian. Uh, Kate, for those who aren't familiar with it, just, just tell us the story about what happened with your mum.
2: Um, mum... Died in Addenbrooke's in March 2011. She'd been diagnosed with lung cancer a few weeks previously, and she had a car accident. Mum used to live in Hertfordshire. And from the QE2, she was transferred to Addenbrooke's, um where she died a couple of weeks later. She died on the 7th of March 2011. Uh, when Mum died, we had many questions about her care. There were lots of things we didn't understand. And one thing that caused um, a lot of distress to Mum and to us was the DNA CPR order. Um, It was actually my dad who took the case but um, supported by the whole family Mm. Um, At the time dad took the case there was no legal obligation for a doctor to tell a patient that they had made a DNA CPR
5: And so that is, for those just just fill in the blanks, Uh, so that is basically hospitals can make the decisions to not resuscitate if someone um, has a cardiac arrest or or something like that Uh, and you're saying that at that time doctors didn't have to tell the rest of the family they'd made that decision?
2: At that time, doctors didn't. The doctor didn't have a legal obligation right, okay. to tell even the patient. They, it was oh, best gosh. practice, um, but it was not a legal obligation. Um, and my this is something that affected the whole family. And my mm. dad decided to take the legal case to secure that right to know. It was never about the clinical decision. It was always about the right to know and be consulted, basically fill the doctor in any blanks that they didn't know about and just provide the full picture and be consulted about this decision. Um, Dad challenged this through the courts and in June 2014, the Court of Appeal found that patients do have a legal right to know about DNA CPR decisions. Um, Just as a little bit of background, a DNA CPR order is made by a doctor when he or she thinks that CPR would not work Mm. or if it did, the patient would be left with a poor quality of life. Now, I find it hard to understand how a doctor would not have that discussion,
5: mm. especially if they're making decisions about someone's quality of life. It's one of those things, isn't it, where you 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 would have assumed that the doctor would have taken you into a little room or taken you out in the hallway and said, "Look, this is the situation. If this happens, we think it's best that we do not resuscitate. Are you uh, do you understand why we've made that decision?" You, you you kind of would have assumed that that would have happened.
2: Yes, that that is um the idea yeah. I guess. But what we found was that um mum wasn't consulted and we weren't consulted it's and incredible. the doctor thought you know, we did understand in the first do not resuscitate order. But the some of the words used by uh, the clinicians were things like, you know, we will make your we will make your mum comfortable and since I mean a lot of people contact me and this seems to be a general thing. It's not Direct. If it is direct, it's overly direct, and it seems to be trying to scare patients and relatives. Or it's the other end of the scale, where it's um, a little bit ambiguous. It's, yeah,
5: it's, it's know, too, too oblique to be different. completely understood. That the, the point yeah. they're trying to get to. Yeah. So the the, the court case uh, uh, it came to an end last year. So the changes that were introduced because of that.
2: The changes introduced is that um, the bar was raised that a doctor must legally discuss a DNA CPR decision with their patient unless they feel there would be psychological or physical harm to that patient. Now, I thought this was quite a fair ruling. Um, doctors, you would never, I don't think many people would want their doctor to do anything that would harm them mm. at all. Um But that was was basically what happened at the end of the case. The bar was raised from distress before in the guidance it used to be. If you feel it will distress your patient, then, you know, you don't really want to do that. But the bar was raised to harm uh, harm, physical or psychological, but it was made a legal requirement.
5: So then you and your family, then, you must be happy you've you've achieved this thing. Has it it all been implemented as you'd you'd hoped?
2: We were relieved. and we really thought that the medical profession would take it and run with it. I'd had quite a lot of support from clinicians saying, this is really going to clarify things, thank you so much for taking the order, you know, taking this forward. Um, But what we found in practice is that it's still a very difficult discussion for the doctors and some are still not having the discussion, but not for the right reasons. Um, things like, I mean, there was a case in the paper a couple of weeks ago of a young man who died in Southampton, and the doctor actually put a note in the record saying we feel that the parents will be um, violent towards the staff if we discuss this. Now, that is not the reason, given at court, for not discussing a do not resuscitate. I mean, There was no substance. I don't know the full story there. But obviously there must be ways to deal with that, but this was not, in my opinion, the way to deal with that.
5: So what would you like to see happen then, Kate? I'm assuming just the the changes (laughs) that the court case recommended being brought in.
2: Absolutely, yes. I do know that there's a bit in the news today about Dr Zoe Fritz, who's done some work at Aspenbrook's. I mean, her work predated mum dying at Aspenbrook's. She's apparently been on this for quite a few years. Um, But what I understand is that Dr Fritz has, carried out this work because she was concerned about a DNA CPR, meaning no treatment. Mm. Now, I think that still happens in the medical profession, that there's confusion amongst doctors, that DNR, DNA CPR does mean no treatment. Um, there's a tweet on the BBC Cambridgeshire website today saying that there is evidence that it, it has, her work, which has been implemented at Addenbrooke's, um, has helped in these discussions. Well, I'm all for that. If we just, you know, if we go into hospital and we discuss how things who we'd like things to go if we deteriorate, I'm all for that. But there is talk of this being rolled out nationally and I believe without the proper checks and balances this is a backward move. I mean, I have asked questions of Adam Brooks and I want to understand how this is working in practice with them mm. because as I say it was presented at court and it was accepted by the court that, you know, this is a good thing. I looked at the leaflet in court, and I thought, yes, actually, this would be a good thing in practice. But in practice, if it's not working, then something else has to be done.
5: Kate, uh, listen, I'm really sorry. I have to move on. I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, and, um, you, you, you know, well done you and your family for, oh, uh, well. for all of the hard work. And let's keep our fingers crossed that it eventually gets through, because it, it, it's very important what you're trying to achieve.
2: Thank you. That's all that we hope.
5: Thank you, Kate. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go. Kate Masters uh, there, talking about her mum and... Uh... The situation right. BBC Three Counties Radio 3459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's get some travel. Travel news for beds, cards
6: and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Next the usual
10: rush hour delays really on the motorways. The uh, M25, anti-clockwise slow in patches from 21 down to 16. That's the M1 down to the M40. M1 delays include 11 to 9, Dunstable to Redbourne and the A1M's very heavy southbound at Junction 7. Stevenage is uh, slow on the M40 south towards Junction 4. That's High Wickham, of course. Uh, just spotted delays on the A41 uh, from Kings Langley towards the M25 this morning and really busy into London on the A1. Uh, ..through Boreham Wood. Onto the trains, uh, finally through the Three Counties, but uh, tubes into London, minor delays on the Metropolitan Line, Rainers Lane to Uxbridge, uh, and uh, or Uxbridge to Rainers Lane, rather, and Victoria Lines, that's suffering severe delays this morning. James Wallie, BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source after the Tunisia attack, vowing that Britain would show unshakable resolve in confronting extremism. At least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed by the gunman at the beach resort on Friday. Reports say a 43-year-old man from Buckinghamshire was shot in the attack. John Metcalf from Hazelmere near High Wycombe is said to be recovering in hospital. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. A man will appear in court today charged with murdering the woman whose body was discovered in a layby in Buckinghamshire last Tuesday morning and Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton town centre last night was not terror related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Three Counties Sports
1: BBC Three Counties Radio
0: Wimbledon starts today with the defending champion Novak Djokovic first on centre court. Andy Murray starts his campaign tomorrow. Serena Williams is first on number one court before Britain's Johanna Konta takes on five-time Grand Slam champion Maria Sharapova. Here's Russell Fuller.
11: Neither Djokovic nor Williams has played a competitive match on grass this year. Djokovic opted for a mix of rest and practice after the disappointment of losing the French Open final to Stan Wawrinka, while Williams took to Jack Nicholas's back garden, which has more than enough room for three grass courts. It's the Serb who has by far the tougher challenge against Philip Kohlschreiber, the highest ranked player not to be seeded. Konta, an Eastbourne quarter-finalist just last week, will be hoping to catch Sharapova cold. And in early evening, the British number one Heather Watson takes on Caroline Garcia of France.
0: In football, Watford transfer target Diego Perotti appears to have turned down a record breaking £7 million move to the Hornets from Italian side Genoa. Reports in Italy say the Argentinian wants to stay in Italy and move to Napoli, although Genoa say the only firm offer they've received is from Watford. Meanwhile, Watford continue to be linked with two players from Inter Milan, plus Roma's Greek international defender Jose Jolibas. And former Manchester United and England player Phil Neville is in talks with Valencia about becoming their assistant manager. In cricket, Australia continued their preparations for the Ashes series by beating Kent. The Aussies victorious by 255 runs at Canterbury. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. the next full bulletin
6: is at eight.
1: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
5: This is BBC Three
1: Counties Radio.
5: So... No newspapers at all whatsoever, guys. If you've got... This is a genuine plea, OK? This isn't only me doing a little piece. This is genuine, right? If you have a newspaper in your house, in your car, in your garage, in your shed, it doesn't matter if it's not today's. It can be yesterday's or last week's or from 1963, in fact... Um, could you give us a call and just go through the papers? Tell us the headlines, uh, the front page, and maybe a few of the stories? Because this is now I would be going, OK, well, uh, here's a funny story um, uh, on page 12 of the Daily Mail um, about how um, a, a driver in uh, um, uh, Yorkshire uh, was choking on a his pasty and he was, he was saved by George Michael. That's the kind of thing... I haven't got any of that. Got George none Ma- of that.
7: Did George Michael do that?
5: Well, yeah, probably. He's Why amazing, the hell not? He? So if you've got a newspaper guys please i'm literally i'm begging you um what's what does that what does that text mean at 725 which one the uh, ain't got nothing
7: oh he's he's uh, correcting you oh. on your uh, grammar no well, helpfully no
5: oh, jog on your pillock you pillock it's posh swear posh swear Pilic. Pilic. That's what we're talking. Does that so, mean
7: something rude, though?
5: I don't know. Um, so, oh three four five three double double nine five six. If you've got uh, the papers, let's have a look. We're also asking about cinema etiquette. After I went to the pictures yesterday to um, see the excellent Minions, the, the music was great. And my boys were singing, it's all 60s music. There was a little bit too much music. And I kind of thought, when they were playing the Who's My Generation uh, as another comedy montage, and it was very funny, I kind of thought, yeah, but you could have written some gags here. You know, yeah, but you're skimping, there's a little bit on content. Is
7: the trouble that the Minions don't talk much?
5: Well, I didn't know they didn't speak English.
7: Well, Well, they don't really.
5: They say banana. Mm, Banana. It was, no, it was, they're not talking, it was funny... Uh, but there were just, uh, during the trailers, uh, the, 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 the adverts started, then the trailer started. And I think once you're in trailers, you're in the film. That's the film. That's, That's... everybody's shush time. Exactly. And this there's like six parents who'd obviously, you know, th- were on some sort of trip, brought in 30 kids. And instead of doing the, all right, girls, you sit over there. Shh, sh, sh, sh. No, I'll get it. I'll get it in a minute. Sit. I will get it. Sit down. We're go thank you instead of doing that they're going all right girls everybody lucy do you need a who needs a boost the trailer for hotel transylvania 2 is on do you know
7: what i'm hearing when you're saying that yeah off duty teachers oh. they're using their teacher voices no
5: it was it was it was um, it was stuck up mums and dads showing off being all organized for a start you're not that organized there were 30 30 kids you should have been in before the film started mm-hmm. all right and then once you came in during the trailers okay who needs a boost the seat Girls you, no, no, I, no. girls you should have gone before we came in.
7: You organise the boosters and the toilet trips before you go in.
5: Fact. So cinema etiquette and um uh uh Catherine called a woman a cowbag. Uh, uh, a cowbag uh, posh swears please. She was
7: one. She was, I'm not sorry.
5: Oh, here we go. Be, uh, who, uh, who's that idiot? Oh, it's Alan Winter. Jog on, mate. Oh, three, four, does he like me now or not? I don't know. Oh, 03459 four double five five double five is the uh, um, telephone number. If you want to give us um, a call. Have you got any material there that we yeah, can develop into? Yeah, I'm looking up Jose
7: Holibas. I'm trying to work out why he's Greek and he's called Jose. Okay. Or Jose. Uh, he's also oh, known as Iosef Cholivas.
21: That oh, that's He's a Greek
7: professional footballer who plays for Roma and Greek national team. Okay. his father Achilles is a Greek from Tricala.
5: Achilles and
7: his mother Lois of Uruguayan descent ah that's why he's got a foreign name that's that sorted
5: don't you listen we've got enough dull stories this morning as it is you don't need to add to them by talking about someone who's da- is that the prop oh. the problem um with Achilles his Achilles heel, if you will was his heel
7: yeah didn't dip it did she
5: what OK, right. Okay, you get you get that. It could be a phone call. Pillock means willy originally. Now Oxford Dictionary says it's a term for stupid person. Rebecca. Uh, an idiot or cowbag. Which is worse? Given the sort of woman Catherine has described, um, what about good morning, afternoon, evening, madam? You seem to be having a bad day. And whilst I sympathise... You are uh, causing an obstruction. I wonder if you'd mind moving your car before I get a rent- wrench out of my toolbox and smash your headlights. Liam! Uh, Pat's on the line. Morning, Pat.
20: Morning. Hey,
5: Pat, have you got a newspaper for us? I've got the Metro. Is it today's Metro?
20: Yeah, it's today's. It's got it's got big, big news headlines, so hang, we know it's
5: today's. Hang on a second. How have you got today's... Where are you calling from? Luton. How have you got today's Metro in Luton? Internet. Hey, geezer, geezer, geezer. The thing is, we've had loads. We've had three people saying, "Why don't you do the papers online?" Okay, first things first. You can't access the Sun online unless you pay dollar. I ain't paying dollar, Uh, and not for the sun And secondly, I've looked. I've looked online, and you don't get the geography of the newspaper. I don't know where they hide the stories that I would like online. I was looking at the Daily Mail online. I can't
20: find nothing. Well, no. This, this, this is every today's has got two massive, well, three huge news stories in it. So a note to today's. Oh
5: well, then then uh, then uh, part. Let, let's let's have it. Could you go through the metro with me and Catherine?
20: Certainly. Um. There's a lady called Elsa Harris, and she was fined a hundred pound for eating a banana at the wheel. Here we oh, go. Elsa. This is, this is what
5: we're talking. A hundred pounds for eating a banana at the wheel. The wheel of what?
20: Um. A car, by the looks of it.
5: Well, well, that would explain it. It turns out you're not allowed to eat food whilst driving. Don't tell my dad that in the 1970s. He was rolling up fags when he was driving.
20: <laughs> now, the thing is, she had half peeled the banana before she set off to work, but took the chance to open the banana skin further whilst her car was stationary. Oh. So did
5: she get fined for eating a banana or peeling back a skin?
20: It does, hold on a second, page two. No, it doesn't say. I right. think it's because she had no hands on the wheel. Yeah.
5: Right. Even when she That's was... a two-handed s- job. Well, yeah. um, or you can do what monkeys do.
7: What, put your face in it no, first? No, no, no.
5: You turn it upside down and then you squeeze and it pops out.
7: Only in cartoons.
5: No, 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 it does it. You can do that with a banana. No. Honestly, get a banana and I'll show you. You've got to have a firm one. Get a firm one in your hand, squeeze it at the base, and it pops out at the top. Oh. Honestly, have you ever done that? Um, uh, 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 um, I forgot your name, uh, Pat. Sorry.
20: Um, no, no, I haven't. However, I, I might give that a go this afternoon.
7: Definitely, it's on my to-do list. Give us another story. Uh, by the
5: way, you're this ex- is the way forward. You're excellent at this. Give us another story, Pat. Oh, hang on a second. Oh,
20: Del- Delving deep, the Metro, one of the best newspapers in the country. Um, you can now pay. You can now pay for your clothes with with your barkey card stuck on your wristband.
5: Sorry, what this sounds I, awesome. Your Barbie wristband
20: card has unveiled a range of contactless tap and pay devices that can be worn.
5: Oh, I thought you meant like you had an elastic band and you just shoved your, your switch on it, so you <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. Oh wow, this is brilliant.
20: Um, now the thing is a lot of the stories here that are either Glastonbury, which is boring. boring. or in yeah. Oh, we've got a Gay Pride Parade in New York. Well, well, I they bet they a do a good one. Eric right at the very front. Fair play.
5: Uh, I, bet, I bet they was right at the front. Best yes, place they, to be at a gay, gay march, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it depends what you're into maybe at the back i don't mind anyway uh, so that was because there was one in london at the weekend <laughs> i think we got away with that
7: did you see that furore because someone <laughs> okay. someone thought they'd phoned cnn about an isis flag that they'd seen uh, it wasn't an isis flag it was a mock up using um, um, implements let's you, just say you,
5: bedroom bedroom tools yep, gardening implements yep. for the bedroom um, pat listen could, well, d- d- that was brilliant if you feel like calling in any point and going through the papers for us you can do boss i will do thank, thank you, very you pat much. Ta-ta. he was good I mean, he was properly good.
7: Let's see if Janet's is good.
5: Morning, Janet! Good morning, Ian. Janet, you're going to go through the papers for us. Can I ask what paper you have and when is it from?
3: I have the Daily Express from November the 9th, 1939.
5: Oh, baby, baby, baby. What, what's, what's going on in uh, no, uh, no, uh, uh, 1939?
3: Right. Well, it's only a piece of it, I'm afraid, because it was wrapped around... A Laughs at a charity store I visited a
5: while ago. Oh, isn't that that one of the best things? I've had that, where I've either looked, taken up some floorboards and there's been an old paper under there lining something, or you you buy, like, uh, uh, I remember buying a box ages ago, and it was lined with an old newspaper from the 50s. Well, the box, Janet, was pushed to one side, and I spent the afternoon (laughs) reading the paper. It's wonderful, isn't it? They're far more interesting. Aren't they? Well, Uh so...
3: I have a theatre page. Oh, great! Go um, on. I've got from six pound uh, sorry six pound a week to a thousand in four years. Yes. The war, uh, the week the war broke out, Carol Levy sailed home to Canada. His oh. reasons were twofold. He wanted to join up in the Canadian, not the British forces. Yeah. Being a lad of twenty nine, he thought his time wouldn't be long, and he thought the war had uh, hang on. Locked low with a hatchet, the flourishing tree of his career
5: over here. One second, Janet. What was it? Increased, you see, Janet. What, no, what, what was that phrase about the hatchet? Locked low. Locked low with a hatchet. Yes. Oh, the I'm, flourishing flourishing tree of his I'm having that. Tree I'm having that. I'm having that. Oh, I've been locked low with a hatchet this morning. I feel terrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> great turn of phrase. Are there, Janet? I, I know you only have a small piece. Are there any adverts or, or anything like that on, on your scrap of paper?
3: I have an advert for Lifebuoy soap.
5: Then, oh, I'm in. I mean,
20: go on. Days.
3: Right, it's strenuous days like these. There's nothing more refreshing, refreshing and invigorating than the, that regular bath with a Lifebuoy toilet soap. And there's a man with a moustache toweling his face, washing <laughs> the rest of himself.
5: And sorry, is is the first days. line on uh, on days like these? Yes. Is that a reference it's to the war? Days. Are they saying that during the war it's nice to have a bath that'll cheer you up?
3: Possibly yes. <laughs> there's, there's some small ads yeah. um, for sale: empty sandbags, filled sandbags, <laughs> five five pounds per hundred. <laughs> that's like a bargain, doesn't it? What <laughs> is? A lot of money Kate and Lyle sugar bags and new regulation sandbags <laughs> soft cash. Oh god! And that's that's the edge where roads. They want those. Oh, I wonder oh, if they've still for... got those. Wow, they're looking for luminous paint, best, oh no, selling, best quality, <laughs> one ounce jar, two and six. Oh wow.
5: That's not bad, is it? Two and six for some yes, luminous paint. No. Hey.
3: Preserve, the, preserve your sandbags by spraying with Kovex liquid bitumen before rot sets in. That's now, bitumen, that's a handy tip. You must remember that one.
5: Thank you, Janet. It's that's... cheap and
3: effective and it, it comes in different colours, black, green, red or brown.
5: Oh Janet, wow. I, weren't the night, obviously apart from, you know, the war, weren't they a, a, a more carefree time? <laughs> well,
3: yes, yeah. it
5: seemed like it was a laugh a minute, didn't it, back then? <laughs> Janet, listen, call again, I love that. If you find any more newspapers, do give us a call back, won't you? Well, I have the sketch for the previous year, a piece of that. Oh, go on, let's have, let's have a bit from the sketch from 1938.
3: Right, 1939, actually. Oh, 39, um, okay. Right, hang on. Uh, Plenty. Oh no, hang on. I've got the names wrong. It's the year after. Oh, she's been making it up
5: the whole time, Janet. (laughs) Naughty. The
3: year after. Right. We have a picture of Mr. Chamberlain smiling.
5: Yeah, he would be, wouldn't
3: he? And um, shells land on Seaside Hotel. Oh. During heavy gunfire at sea, a shell struck the Tower Hotel, Galate, East Lothian, on Monday. Oh, flipping it! On a windowsill, bringing down a lot of masonry. No injuries were reported. Good. Other
5: shells went over the town and landed near a golf course. Yeah, in a, wow. near a golf course. You can't get us, Hitler. You here, you can bomb as many of our golf courses as you want, Hitler, but you cannot. You cannot beat the East Lothian spirit. Janet, I've got to move on. That was absolutely wonderful. We'll have Janet again. Give us more from that tomorrow if you can. Wonderful. four double five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel.
10: And the M1s queuing southbound, 15 to 14 on the sensors uh, really slow down towards Milton Keynes, and uh, delays also 12 to 9 now, flitting towards the Redbourne turn-off. As for the uh, M40, slow towards London between 5 and 4, Stoke and Church to High Wycombe, busy out of London on the A40, up towards the M25. Into London, the A40's very heavy in patches, as normal for a Monday morning, I would say, uh, east of uh, Ickenham, all the way down towards Gypsy Corner in Acton. And the A1M uh, delays including some. Southbound uh, heading south of uh, Stevenage towards uh, the Nebworth turn. Uh, The A1's busy through Boreham Wood. M25, Monday morning, anti-clockwise delays from 21 to 16. That's the M1 all the way round to the M40. Just spotted, actually, A404 southbound passing Marlow. Usual delays down towards the Bisham roundabout. And trains, well, great northern delays into Moorgate at the moment as there are problems with the signals just south of Drayton Park. James Worley, BBC, Three Counters Radio. Oh, I've been knocked low with a hatchet. Timber.
5: Timber! Timber! Thank you, James. Thank you, Janet. Thank you, Pat. Excellent stuff, you guys. You are now our official, unofficial newspaper correspondent. Wear that badge with pride. There's no actual badge. Where are we? 7.47. Weather coming up in a second, but right now these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source following the Tunisia beach attack in which at least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Let's get the weather, here's Kate.
18: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: Good morning, it's going to be a beautiful day and a very warm week indeed becoming quite uncomfortable by midweek now for today, plenty of sunshine this morning but we're already seeing a little bit of cloud working its way in towards parts perhaps of Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire it's coming from the west, some high cloud and uh, turning the sunshine a little hazy uh, really throughout much of the day, but the temperature's set to rise it's going to be quite a warm day, we're looking at a maximum of 25 Celsius sunsets at 21, 25 it's a dry evening, some sunshine overnight or sunshine overnight sunshine before the sun sets this evening but then overnight dry and clear temperatures dropping down to 11 in the countryside but by the end of the night things are likely to feel a little more humid so around 14 or 15 by dawn tomorrow morning Sunrise is at 446 it's looking like a very warm day tomorrow some warm air pushing its way up from france dry air so barely any cloud lots of blue sky lots of sunshine temperatures up to 29 celsius and that's your forecast
12: enjoy life
5: Great text coming up, guys, from someone who's... Oh, they've not put their name. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford
13: are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire.
5: Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard gauge Railway.
1: Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties yes, radio.
5: the Bare Naked ladies have tweeted me. They're going to come on the show soon. Oh, I like them. They're coming on the show soon. I've interviewed them twice, and uh, once... It was when Stephen Page was in them. And once as they left, I overheard them. It was Stephen Page and the drummer. And I heard them saying... Why do we uh? Why do we have to come all the way to England to get the two best interviews we've ever done? First, Ooh, one was, first one was Danny Baker. Second one was mine. Then the next time I interviewed them, um, uh, they they enjoyed it so much. They said, Are "You coming to any of the gigs?" I said, "Yeah, I'm going to come and see you in Cambridge." And they said, "Oh, okay." Any songs you fancy us doing? I said, "What? Any songs?" And they're one of their ba- They're one of those bands that you, you get throw a song at them and they'll be able to busk it. Uh, you know, and they'll. Uh, I said, "What well, any of your songs?" He said, "Yeah." What well, any of them? I said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." I said. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said oh, all right then, um, um, all right, Popcorn. They went, well, pop, you want us to play Popcorn? They said, yeah, 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 can you, can you, you said any song, can you please play your song, um, Popcorn for me? And they went, oh, it's a bit tricky, but all right, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll have a little go. So I then went to Cambridge to see them, and it's, here's the thing, with bands that come from America, right, I, I, I'd always go and see them, uh, in London. Well, they're from canada but if, you know you were going to say no no no. go out of town go to cambridge go to brighton because they play like much 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 smaller um places they play really tiny um little places so go and see them there so anyway we're watching the, we're watching the show and um they said well just just to say we had a, a really great interview recently with a guy called ian ian are you here anyway he asked us for a song and um well this is it and then they played this. Mama put the popcorn
9: kernels in the pot. She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. So they
5: played this for me in front of people.
9: And when those popcorn
5: In front of actual people. I hope the whole room of grown ups went nuts. <laughs> they went nuts for it, and they've just seen, they've just uh, tweeted me saying we'd love to come on the show again. So uh, let's make it happen. Uh, can I just do this 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 text? Go on. Do you want to do it, or shall I do it?
7: Is it this one about the anonymous one?
5: Yeah. Ray- the, the first line to this is genius. Okay.
7: I mean, it sounds like an excuse, but. Um, Racism is natural.
5: Right, now, stop you there. Yeah, it is. And I think we're all a little bit racist, to quote the song from Avenue Q. We are all a little bit racist, but... So is
7: me fancying Ben, but I don't jump on it. Yeah,
5: we can all overcome. The thing is, we are an intelligent species. <laughs> Except for some of those people that were marching on Saturday. We are an intelligent species. So, yes, we of course we feel ra- racism is natural to us within a certain extent, but we're able to um, intellectualise it, realise that it is pointless and is, is based on, on things that happened thousands of years ago in our DNA, and then we can overcome it. Yeah. Continue.
7: People protect their group and compete with other groups. Yep. The government have affirmative action policies that are racist, Ian.
5: I would, I would kind of. Short answer, I'd agree. Long answer is a bit more complicated. Continue.
7: If you're crazy enough to want your children to grow up in a Muslim environment, didn't wow, this that. escalated. Didn't say
5: that. Didn't say it. that. Yeah, carry on.
7: Just go and live in a Muslim country. Take a couple of GoPros with you. It would make an interesting documentary. And the
5: name of that texter is. Uh... Oh, they didn't bother to put their oh, name hang on, on a second or call in. They can... sent
7: us a few things in the past none of which ever have their names hey, on. Hey,
5: guys. Thanks for that. Um, listen, affirmative action, completely different thing. My short answer is I'm not completely convinced by it. Long answer is a bit more complicated. Why, and why, why did I say I wanted to go and live in a Muslim country? Why, 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 when did I say that? Um, and, yeah, we're all a little bit racist. And isn't that, you know, the, the majority of us are able to uh, recognise it for what it is and put it to one side. And sometimes it kind of comes up and you go, oh, hang on a minute. There's no need for that. That's something that's programmed into my DNA. I can put that to one side. Some people haven't got the brains to be able to do that and they give in to the weakness of racism and they take it to the nth degree. I don't like people who are massively racist. I don't like people that do marches in towns where there's a big Muslim community and they're basically saying, get the Muslims out. And they walk around holding, guess what? Crosses. Oh, dear God, help me. What's Christian about that? 03459 555. Now, speaking of holding big things, all steady. Do you remember we told you about the Luton, uh, uh, the lollipop man? He was sacked after moving children into the path of an on call fire engine. It was a big story. It was in all the papers. Well, six week- weeks on, his vacancy has not yet been filled, and 104 parents and residents have signed a petition to have the matter addressed. So, why has it taken so long for the council to find a replacement? Luton Borough Council told us they're in the process of recruiting for the position and are hopeful of finding a replacement shortly. Well, on the line with me is previous lollipop lady, Jackie Britton. Morning, Jackie. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Why has it taken so long, do you think?
22: Well, I, I think, well, just going back uh, a few weeks when, when that lollipop man was finally um, dismissed. Yeah. They put in an art, uh, an advertisement, not for this particular site, but another site, and this time, I think it was probably due to a radio programme when the issue was raised that they haven't got enough standbys to cover for these sites. Um, that was actually addressed in that advertisement. On from then, they yeah. actually advertised for the St Ethelbert site and that that part didn't appear in that advertisement. Oh. That's the only time I've ever seen that put on an advertisement. In all the time, I was a lollipop lady and that was the only time. So it was obviously sort of, um, come, you know you know, sort of yeah. come home to them, that that's maybe what they should do.
16: Oh, dear.
22: They advertised what? the St Ethelbert one. That, uh, they just didn't put that in again. And this is where they fall down. This mm. is where they fall down. this is what, probably one of the reasons why it has taken so long.
5: So they've not really been pushing it, perhaps, as hard as they, they should have done?
22: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, on a couple of occasions, I've seen uh, the supervisor out there by the gate, standing there. She doesn't seem to, from what I've seen, observed, engage with any of the people that are actually crossing the road. Mm. And she's only there for about 10 minutes, maybe 15 at the most. And, and the other day when I saw her, maybe a couple of weeks ago, as she turned her back and walked back in through the gates, the cars immediately, within seconds, yeah. were up on the zigzags and letting the kids out of the cars.
5: In your um, uh, uh, opinion, Jackie, do you think it's safe the way it is now?
22: Oh, no, no, no. Definitely not. No, no, it isn't. And I mean, that's obviously why the parents have addressed that, you know, and good on them. You know, that they've, but what a shame that they've had to get together, get, I think it was 104 signatures,
16: Mm.
22: you know, to present it to the council. And then, you know, I mean, obviously some, you know, I mean, they could go out there and reassure the parents. They maybe could hand out letters and say, look, we really are working as hard and as fast as we can, but it's taking time. But I don't think that's been addressed, and I think that's why probably the parents did it. It was a shame. I mean, good on them for doing it. Mm. On the other hand, what a sad state of affairs.
5: Uh, Jackie, listen, you are our eyes and our ears in that area. Could you, could you let us know if there's any development? If, if maybe, I don't know, maybe one day you look out of the window and you see a gentleman or indeed a lady with a giant lollipop and a long white coat standing in the middle of the road. Could you tell us? I will, my love. I Jackie, will. you're a good sport. Thank you very much. Take care. OK, dear. Bye-bye. Tata, there we go. Isn't she a nice lady? See, we're nice, nice people we get on the show from time to time. We sometimes get completely up to uh, plums. If you were listening an hour ago, you'll know exactly to whom I refer. 03459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we're still looking. Still no papers. Don't matter. We've, just, we've, we've found a way to plug the gap. It's you. If you've got a paper, it can be from anywhere local papers from other regions by the way one of one of my favorite favorite things i'm about to start going all over the country doing this tour and one of my favorite things is when you're sat waiting somewhere Uh, and there's a local paper from that region and you pick it up and you and it's the same stories everywhere it is about lollipop men it is about um, a a war hero that um, has got no limbs but has managed to to walk a hundred miles and raise money for muscular dystrophy you know all of these it is is a school that's that's got to the third round of a local competition to you know to to promote I don't know the environment or something
7: or someone with a glum face pointing at something a
5: lot of glum faces at glum face if you're interested in more of those on Twitter Uh, and it's just you know it's just a joy so if you've got any newspapers Then do give us a call, please. Travel
6: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Slow moving into uh, Bedford on the A6. It's all because of the uh, bypass works on Paul the Radcliffe Way. So slow moving down towards Shakespeare Road. Also looking very heavy heading in on the Bromham Road. I've just spotted uh, out from the uh, Bromham side into Bedford this morning. As for the uh, A10 at Chesham, southbound delays from the uh, River Trading Estate down towards the M25. And on the A1M, delay southbound at Junction 8 and also just after Junction 3 on the sensors. Anti clockwise M25, really heavy. 21 round towards 16. Great Northern half-hour delays into Moorgate this morning because of signaling problems. James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much James. If you've got newspapers then give us a call. Posh swearing and what gets your goat in the cinema please? 03 459 455 555
1: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: At 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines Cameron Pledge after Tunisia attack, man charged with murder in Hertfordshire Village and man in court after woman's body found in Buckinghamshire lay-by.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: David Cameron has said Britain will show unshakable resolve in dealing with Islamist extremism after it emerged that at least 30 British tourists were killed in Friday's attack on a Tunisian beach resort. Reports say a 43-year-old man from Buckinghamshire was shot in the attack. John Metcalf from Hazelmere near High Wycombe is said to be recovering in hospital. Writing in the Daily Telegraph, Mr Cameron says the security services must be given the tools they need to tackle the threat. Here's the BBC's assistant political... Political editor Norman Smith.
12: The Prime Minister is today not proposing any new policies or initiatives, nor is there any suggestion of additional military action against the so-called Islamic State. But it's clear Mr Cameron believes there does need to be a more robust readiness to defend Western values. We must be stronger at standing up for our values, he writes, of peace, democracy, tolerance, freedom. We must be more intolerant of intolerance. His language suggests a renewed drive to challenge those in the Muslim community who may passively condone attitudes which fuel the extremist narrative.
0: Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. It happened in Groom Road at about 11.30. A man in his 50s from Turnford was killed. 56-year-old Michael Turner from Landau Way in the village is due to appear at Hatfield Remand Court today. A man will appear in court today charged with murdering the woman whose body was discovered in a lay-by in Buckinghamshire last Tuesday morning. The body of Anita Kapoor from Hayes in London was discovered by a member of the public in the lay-by on Amersham Road in Gerrards Cross. 34-year-old Navin Mohan from Southall in London is due to appear at High Wycombe Magistrates Court today. It's being claimed that hospitals are doing little to implement new guidelines over how they issue do-not-resuscitate orders. It follows the case of a woman from Hertfordshire who was placed on a DNAR without
4: her or her family being told. More from Jane Killick. Janet Tracy from Ware was taken to Adam Brook's Hospital after a car crash in 2011. But because she'd been previously diagnosed with cancer, doctors decided without her family's consent that she shouldn't be resuscitated. A year ago it became law for patients to be consulted about end-of-life care but her family says hospitals still aren't doing enough. A BBC investigation has found that over the past three years the number of complaints about the orders has risen at hospitals across the eastern region from 7 to 45.
0: Bedfordshire Police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Police had been called at 7.50pm to reports of violence in St George's Square. A number of men were arrested. The man who approached police was not connected to the original incident. Banks in Greece will remain shut until next Monday because of the financial turmoil that's threatening to force the country out of the euro. The Greek people will be limited to daily withdrawals from cash machines of up to 60 euros or just over 40 pounds. In sport, Wimbledon starts today with defending champion Novak Djokovic first on centre court. The weather, dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
5: Thank you, Simon. More from Simon in half an hour. Another hour of this nonsense. Sorry, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh three four five nine 455555. Posh swearing, cinema etiquette, and we ain't got no papers. We ain't got no fork control. If you've got one, could you give us a call, please? Oh three four five nine four double five five double
1: five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: This is BBC Three Counties <laughs> Radio. Can I, write on your
7: board? can I come in and write on your board?
5: Yeah, what are you gonna write on your board? Read to us. Okay, we've got with the white whiteboard is empty as well. So if you uh, wish to um, come and add stuff to the whiteboards, then you can. Just ordered the new bare naked ladies album. Oh yeah. So much for me trying to save money.
3: What's
5: it called? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Silver ball or something. I don't know. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? Well,
7: because I might
5: get it. Well, well, I'll tape it for you. I mean, what? I'm going to make you a, a, a mixtape of of uh, some of their finest, excellent, finest uh, stuff.
7: Will you put all the stickers on it?
5: Yeah, I'll do that. And every thing. Do you
7: want some posh swear words from Damon? Yeah, go on. He says the epitome of posh swear words, words that are banned in the House of Commons, oh, yeah. include blackguard, coward, git, gutter snipe, mm. hooligan, idiot, liar, pipsqueak, pecksniffian, which sounds filthy, rat, swine, stool pigeon. And traitor.
5: Um, I have no idea what um, this text from means. Kate means. Y- yeah, you read not it. I. I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. Not,
7: not do I. I wonder if there's been a bit of predictive interference here. Uh, <laughs> good morning, guys. I do agree with Ian, but and then I think coming should be something else. Where is Britain's values gone? I know Ian will have a go at me for saying what I've said. Well, we would if we could understand it, Kate, uh, from Milton Keynes. He loves the show and is uh, giving us a. Well, face. nice
5: for you, Kate. I don't know what you're saying though. Are you saying, are you saying that we don't have any British values anymore because there's loads of foreigners over here? Is that what you're saying? Because um, I thought
7: tolerance and fair play were part of British yeah, values. Yeah, and
5: also. Uh, if we were a, a, a lazier radio station or a host, we were to do. But what does being British mean to you? Um, it is its tolerance, it's it's uh, it's um, helping people, it's applauding people who are successful, um, uh, it's it's knocking them when they go down as well. I don't know. I, thing is, the 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 the, 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 the color of your next door neighbor, or the religion of the person who lives in two streets away, or the food that the you know the the, the people eat, it doesn't impact what happens inside my house and inside my head and inside my uh, loving relationship with my children and my friend doesn't have any impact. On, just the people that live next door to us are of a slightly darker skin than, than we are. Has no impact has no impact on my Britishness. And
7: isn't it wonderful how the um, great, great-granddaughter of someone who came over on a boat from Ireland can end up dictating uh, this morning's news that you're getting through your ears?
5: Phil says, Ian, I really don't understand why you keep referring to those who oppose Islam as racist when Islam is a faith. I would ring so you can explain, but I have to start work. If you can respond on air, I can listen again later. All right, Phil. uh, Phil, We're leaving messages for people now, are we? Um, Yeah, no, there is a difference between racism and Islamophobia. I would suggest that those idiots that were marching on Saturday were Islamophobes and racist. Because
7: some of the conversations we had, yeah. I mean, the conversation we had with Steve was about sending all the foreigners back, so well, maybe the subtlety has yeah. not really fallen on everyone's ears yeah. as was marching that
5: day. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, there is a difference between Islamophobia and racism. Correct. Uh, some people can be both. Some pe- people can be one or the other, although generally, mass generalisation, Phil! The majority of people I've, I have spoken to who are Islamophobes, thank you, Shags, uh, are also racist as well. Uh, But yes, I acknowledge they are two separate things. Thanks for clearing that up. 81333, start your text 3CR. Right, onwards and upwards. Hospitals still haven't brought in a change to the law on resuscitation a year after a Hertfordshire woman's landmark court case. Uh, Janet Tracy from Ware was involved in a car accident in 2011. But because she'd had cancer, doctors decided she shouldn't be resuscitated. Well, neither Janet nor her family was told, something her family challenged successfully in court. The right to know is uh, now enshrined in law, but the number of complaints that this is not happening are on the increase. Well, Dr Gordon Caldwell is a consultant at Worthing Hospital and a campaigner for better end-of-life care. Uh, Morning, Gordon. Good morning. How are you? Uh, uh, Yeah, good, thank you. Um... I can understand. I've, I've had to have the conversation with my mum and my doctor because she's in, in, in kind of uh, care at the moment about resuscitations and whether we'd, we'd like a resuscitation or not. Can you explain to the listener, though, please, why um, doctors and uh, medical staff might consider not resuscitating a
23: patient? Uh, why well, the they might consider not resuscitating a patient. I think the important thing to remember in all of this, um, and I know the Tracy family, is that the doctor's motive in looking after care is always kindness and respect and dignity. Um, And put simply, as you know with your mother and with my mother when she was coming to the end of her life, there's a stage where people become so frail that we know they're very close to end of life, and that if they die, they've suffered from ordinary, emotional dying. Um, It's a very difficult time for the family, uh, but there'll be no chance that the heart could be restarted. Um, Cardiopulmonary resuscitation, which is what we're talking about, and we should use the full words cardiopulmonary resuscitation is a treatment used when the first organ to stop is the heart. And if you can get the heart working again, the other organs survive. When we come to the end of our lives and we're suffering from ordinary dying, the major vital organs have failed and the heart is the last organ to stop. And when we try then to restart the heart, it simply won't restart.
5: why would, um, in the past, uh, apparently it's still happening, have some doctors not spoken to the patient or the patient's family about the decision in advance not to resuscitate? Hmm.
23: I think there's there's been a big change in what's happened in medicine in the last 30 years in that we've now got a large number of people, maybe over 85 in hospital with lots of um, what we call comorbidities, who might still be likely to survive that particular admission. So if we're dealing with somebody who's plainly dying and clearly dying and imminently dying, that is usually discussed with the patient if it's appropriate and with the family, and they're called in and they're with the patient as they die. Um, What we've now got is a large cohort of people in hospital who are having treatment maybe for pneumonia but also have um, lung disease and kidney disease and heart disease and maybe have had a stroke. We expect them to get better from the pneumonia, but we know they wouldn't survive if they had a sudden unexpected collapse. And those are the patients where the doctors would issue a do not attempt cardiopulmonary resuscitation order because they knew if the patient had a sudden collapse, they couldn't be resuscitated. But on the other hand, the message we're sending to the patient is at the moment we're treating you, we're doing all all we can and we expect you'll be home in a week's time. And to have that discussion is very torturous and difficult and takes a long time Mm. and also leaves the patient confused. Did the doctor say I'm going home in a week's time or that I'm going to die and they're not going to resuscitate me? So there's a lot of difficulty and confusion about the use of words. And I think come back to what I said early on, if a doctor's issued a do not attempt cardiopulmonary resuscitation and is an ethical, professional doctor who you trust, Mm. he's done it out of kindness and respect for the person who's frail and often elderly and coming to the end of their life.
5: Of course, when uh, you are the family in that situation, mm-hmm. and then you find out afterwards that the do not resuscitate, uh, um, you know, the, the order was was kind of put in place, um, it's hard to, to it's hard to recognise what you're saying that it's done from a caring, sympathetic uh, place, isn't it? When it's when it's your mum or it's your husband or, or whoever who has passed on in those situations, should the family not be told?
23: Yes, I, yes, they should, and I think what. Is needed is then a lot of time for these discussions. I think um, a discussion like that with a family would take a minimum of 30 minutes, and sometimes longer than that, because this is a difficult conversation. This concept that somebody's well enough to live, but is close to the end of their life, mm-hmm. and the resuscitation attempt wouldn't work. And I think it's much better if we can turn it round and, and say, knowing your wife or your or your grandfather. How do you think that person would like to come to the end of his life? And uh, usually people we know talk about how they want to die at home, and they want to be at home with their family around about them. They want it calm and peaceful. If that's what they want, they don't want cardiopulmonary resuscitation because at that moment when the person stops breathing and the heart stops, the cardiac arrest team would come in and start um, doing chest compressions and applying defibrillation, something that is wrong in ordinary dying.
5: Here's the thing, Gordon, and this is this is I often scratch my head about this. How come we're so rubbish at talking about death? I really think that um, it should be kind of well, it sounds a bit blunt, but it should be taught in schools or something. That we should, from a younger age, I'm not quite sure what that age would be, mm. but we should be more open about, hey guys, uh, we're going to die, and this is sort of what you might experience. This is sort of what you might feel if someone near to you dies. It's going to happen. We, we we just don't talk about it, do we?
23: No. I think, again, there's been a big change since the Second World War. Life expectancy has increased dramatically, and it's uncommon now for for children and young adults to have had members of their family who've died. So Mm. we just don't see people dying. Um, So there's been a big change in the demographic, which has led away from that conversation. Um, I think it's once somebody starts to interact with the health service, frequently and has long-term conditions that's probably the time when we should be talking about how that person wants to live how much medication they want how they'd envisage end of life um and to make it a more public conversation which is why i'm why i'm talking to you today because Mm -hmm. you're obviously doing that and promoting it um and this sort of approach i'd have with my frail frail patients would be paint me a picture of your ideal future dying scene and the person can then paint, which is usually that picture that they're with their family, calm, mm. um, it's quiet, there's very little medical interference, they're not in pain and distress, they're warm, clean, dignified. And if the person's painted that, why do we have to have, bring in this discussion about um, a treatment that's used for a different condition, which is cardiac arrest, and is very traumatic and is a, is a very undignified way to die, and causes trauma not only to the patient and to the relatives, but to the doctors and nurses who actually wanted to be very kind in that situation and see the person come to a calm end of life.
5: Gordon, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much indeed, Dr Gordon Caldwell, consultant at Worthing Hospital, 03459 455555. Let's get the travel
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Well, unusual delays on motorways, including the M1 southbound, slow moving 10 to 9. M40 is very heavy south of Junction 5, Stoke and Church towards High Wycombe. And uh, also delays on the M40 out of London up towards the M25. Anti-clockwise M25 slow from, uh, well, just west of the M1 down to 16, the M40. Clockwise uh, appears to be moving fairly well. A1M is very heavy passing, Stevenage, slow moving 8 to 7. And also delays northbound actually just spotted uh, passing well in on the A1M. Uh, trains into Moorgate in London, Great Northern, just been suspended, Finsbury Park to Moorgate. Some uh, trains from Letchworth and Welling Garden City will uh, either stop at Finsbury Park or uh, be amended, we're being told. So,
5: problems into Moorgate this morning. James Wallie, BBC, Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. It is uh, Monday, the 29th of June. You all right, love? Just bash myself in the face. Okay. Do you, want to, do, you want me to, do you want me to stop? I can stop this? Oh. What happened? I'm okay.
17: What what did you... I whacked myself in the nose with my headphones. Why? Very hard. Why did you do that? Well, I wasn't trying to do it. I was trying to untangle them. How did you do it? Well, I don't know. I was just trying to untangle them, and it whacked into my face. How long have you been in this business?
5: (laughs) And how long have you been turning up (laughs) drunk enough to whack yourself in the face with headphones? Can I continue? Please do. Thank you. David Cameron has promised to tackle the threat of Islamic State at its source following the Tunisia beach attack in which at least 30 Britons are now understood to have been killed. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror-related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Well, now hang on a second. Traveling. Oh, flipping it. How did, oh, no no, no, no crossfade. How did that happen? There should have been a trail there. Is that my fault? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why not? Why right, not? okay. Well, well, yeah, we'll take that one. Okay, sorry. I'll consider your apology and I'll let you know in on an email later on if I accept it or not. Okay. Thank you. Um, Wagwan? Sorry? Wagwan? One, one. Wapen? What happened? What's going on? What happened? Oh, when? It's just like I'm just. It's just like saying you're right. Oh yes. Good weekend. Well, we yes, very nice. Thank you. You. Yeah, I'm fine. Are you high? No, I just speak English. And whack yourself in the face with headphones like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a plum. Good morning, sir. What's morning. on your show this
17: morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine. I'm going to be asking, do you think it's time we sent British troops to fight ISIS? Um. After more than 30 British people were massacred on a beach in Tunisia, David Cameron has warned the whole of Europe is at risk of attack from lone wolf extremists. Writing in The Telegraph, he calls for a hard-line approach towards tackling extremist Islam and for British people to stand up for peace, democracy, tolerance and freedom. Since May, former head of the British Army, General Sir Richard Dannett, has argued we need boots on the ground if we're going to fight ISIS successfully. And in today's Daily Express, Colonel Richard Kemp, former commander of UK forces in Afghanistan, has said it's time elite troops were sent into Syria, Libya and Iraq to fight what he calls jihadist thugs. Well, from 9 this morning, I want your reaction to this. Do you think it's time we sent British troops to fight ISIS? Too far, too, for too long now we have uh, fought from the sidelines and we need to actually get British troops in there with these people on the ground or would that be a massive mistake? Would it not make things any safer here whatsoever? From nine this morning I'd love your call with your reaction on 03459 455 555
1: This
6: is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio
5: O three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, look out, everybody. Sit down, slow down. Just when we thought things were going all jolly and upbeat and fun, and we were having laughs and a great time, well, it's time to let the air out of that balloon, guys. Put those party poppers down. Put those poppers down. It's Grumpy Jamie. Good morning. There goes the atmosphere. Good morning, GJ. How we doing? We're doing. We're doing great. How how are you doing, mate? Not so good. I'm okay this morning, actually. Okay. As, and as usual, your voice gives away very, very little.
21: Exactly. Yeah. That's it'll be. Is it? It is. How was your weekend, GJ? It's been very well. Yourself? It was very well. It was good. It was really good, actually. It was very well. It was a good. It was a good. <laughs> Did you go to Italy? No, sir. I went to a beautiful place called uh, Skegness. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, I'm sorry to hear that, mate.
21: That's all right, pal.
5: The wife, was it? Uh, no, no, no. You went of your own accord?
21: I did, yeah.
5: OK. I mean, Jamaica. No, hang on. So what have you called in for, Grumpy? I've got something
21: good out the paper for you, which I think good anyway. OK. It's called a. Is it tap-
7: jolly? It is. Is it going to make us chuckle?
21: It's. Oh, I hope so. Go okay. On then. Let's, let's have a it's listen. A, this sounds it's good. A tap doesn't it? and pay wristband. Uh, Sorry? It's what they call a tap and pay wristband. Obviously for your kids um, that want to go out and spend some of your money. Yeah, you get a wristband. Them cash. It goes on this wristband. For, it's like a contactless from, contactless. from yeah. Barclays, yeah. Yeah. Which is being released this week. Um,
5: yeah. Um, do you want you to you tell, him- tell him? You tell him, Cass, you tell him, you tell him, you tell him. you're better at this kind of stuff.
7: Jamie, it, it, that was good.
5: How long you been listening for this morning, Jamie?
21: Not too long, actually. Well. Oh. I Keep getting disturbed by phone calls. From <laughs> whom? Employees. Oh, oh sack them.
5: guys. Sack them off. Sack them off.
21: <sighs> Would love to. Yeah, do it. Sack them. Bo- you're the boss. Either. not going to happen, is it? Why? It's just not going to happen. If you get rid of them, then I have to do more work. Well, then hire someone you like. Try and find someone you like. Hire, hire someone sexy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, Catherine, you t- you put him out of I mean, you, you you put him back into his misery, please.
7: Jamie, um, you know that paper you've got there. Yeah. Has he got any other stories in it at all that we
5: haven't done already this morning?
7: I.
21: No. No, not because really, it's online anyway. So.
7: So you actually went and found that one. You specifically, I didn't actually specifically find it,
21: found? Catherine. No, my oh. daughter actually said to me about it at the weekend because obviously she wants one. So um, I was going to order one today because it's released on Wednesday. Sorry to put it down on your day.
5: Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Local and
1: vocal across beds, hearts ah. and bucks. <laughs> this is Ian Lee. <laughs> BBC Three Counties oh. Radio. Oh
5: man. I mean, um Awkwa. Doe, that's the very D of, it isn't is. it? The very the D, D of, of Unbelievable. If you've got a newspaper with a story in that we haven't done before, bearing in mind, right, it can be a newspaper from any country, from any time, right? Jamie. What are the odds of him picking the same, literally, an, an almost... Literally an almost infinite number. What a stupid thing to say, but I'm going to say it. There's literally almost an infinite number of stories he could have gone for and he went for the same one as Scouse Pat.
7: He literally did. He
5: literally did. Any Texas?
7: Yes. Kate's back.
5: Is Kate the good one or the bad one?
7: Well, we don't know yet.
5: Okay, (laughs) We still need to make up our minds on Kate, do we? Kate says,
7: I'm... I'm mixed race myself, and I'm having to edit this because I can't read your spelling. Okay. I think sometimes your phone is interfering and sometimes it's your thumbs. <laughs> I'm mixed race myself. It's about how many people that's coming into the country, and people should not kill or bomb anyone.
5: No one should bomb anybody, unless they've asked to be boamed. I'm
7: not being funny, but we should help people out in our own country before helping out anyone else, Kate from Milton. But The thing is, Kate, it, the people doing the bombing uh, are actually British.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, uh, Ben, Mm -hmm. um, one of my, I I was listening to, um, a really lazy phone-in on another radio station at the weekend, it was LBC, um, and it was, it was terrible, it was, it was someone whose family had been immigrant, uh, immigrants, yeah, Phoning in to complain about the number of immigrants, and it makes me laugh so much when someone who has benefited from immigration, because either they've immigrated or some or their their parents have, saying, "Yeah, well, we don't want any more." Sorry, yeah, well, we don't want we don't want these immigrants. My mum and dad, it was great that you know, but we don't want we don't want those ones. Why? Why? How can you? How can, if you if you if your life is based on immigration? The success of your life goes back to you or your parents immigrating. Well, then, how can you say, "Yeah, but we don't want any more. We're full up now." Or those ones are different. It's like I have a real problem. I, I, I there is, a, there is a turmoil within me. Okay, in the this is going to sound like it's not connected, and it, it kind of isn't, but it just it, it, it highlights the dichotomy within me. Uh, I have a real problem with um, uh, the government selling off council properties. Okay, yeah. I kind of think it's sort of wrong, but. In 1984, my parents bought their council house. No, 1981, I think, my parents bought their council house and we sold it three years later and were able to, you know, my whole life has been, um, been a significant part of the success of my life has been the fact that we bought a council house and then three years later sold it for, for quite a bit yeah. of money and then we were able to kind of move up and up and up.
7: But those were the times when we were being told that as working class people we should have aspirations yeah. and part of that was owning your own home, which is something that people yeah. before had never thought they'd be able to do.
5: But I kind of I struggle with the argument, that, you know, that we should, that people should be able to, we should sell council houses. I don't know if we should, but we bought council houses, and I'm where I am now, partly because. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's I, I realize there is a dichotomy going on, which I've not yet uh, dealt with, and it's the same thing. It's a similar thing to uh, children of immigrants going, yeah. Well, we don't want any more immigrants over here. Well, the, I don't know if you can say that. I don't know if you can say that because you have benefited from. Immigration.
7: It's like, as I was referring to you earlier on, you know, 100 years ago, my family were part of the Irish wave. You know, and we were pests as far as anyone was concerned. We were, you know, drunkards and, and layabouts and all kinds of things that probably wasn't true for everybody. Um, but, you know, we pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. And that's something that this country and America as, as well is something that's made the country great. The fact that people get stuck in and the vast majority of people get stuck in.
5: But we don't want, you know, I don't want any bombers over here. Do you know, you know, I don't...
7: But how many of those people have been um, first generation? How many of them actually have been disaffected youth who've decided that Uh, they could take the opportunities uh, and, and then use them against us?
5: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I haven't got the stats in front of but me. But it's
7: not about people coming over here to attack us, is it?
5: Well, well... it um, I mean, a lot of it's homegrown. Well, yeah, some of them have been, um, if I've got this correct, uh, wasn't um, one of the, the, the um, not the 7-7, seven, seven, the one the week after? Was it 14-7, 21-7? Seven, seven? The failed ones. Wasn't one of those an Ethiopian gentleman and one a Somalian gentleman? I think, I might be wrong. I'm just kind of scratching around my head uh, a little bit. And there is the argument that, you know, these these boatloads of people, do we take them, don't we take them, that are kind of, you know, floating outside off the coast of Italy, there is a very strong argument that, um, yes, the majority of those people are in need, but what if one of those is a Dodge Pot from IS? So all it takes is one of those to be from IS to come over here and, I, I don't know, isn't it a confusing world? Isn't it a confusing world? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. triple three. start your text 3CR. Have we got any texts?
7: Uh, let's have a look. Let's and a by look. the way,
5: if you've got any newspapers, we haven't. So phone up and show off to us, please.
7: Um, not really.
5: Beautiful, a... that'll do. No, 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 not really, not really. That's absolutely fine. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do in that case. We're going to get a little bit of... Uh, got an half hour without papers. I mean, guys, really, I'm struggling. Uh, let's get a bit of this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Excellent, we'll start on the trains actually Great Northern are having to change their service from Moorgate huh? to, uh, into Finsbury Park from Moorgate uh, There's no service at the moment because of a signalling problem we have been told As for the uh, roads, usual congestion from Monday morning anti-clockwise, slow moving on the uh, M25 from uh, 19 down towards 16 clockwise they're looking okay M1 delays and patches including southbound 10 to 9 A1M is very busy passing Stevenage on the southbound side northbound at Welland also slow and uh, as for the m c to ease off a little bit southbound. Out of London, though, really busy still. And on to the situation into Bedford. Well, the roadworks on the A6, Paula Radcliffe Way, causing delays heading in towards Manson Lane. Those, of course, the uh, bypass works continuing. James Wallie, BBC, Three counters Radio.
5: James, thank you very much. Last half an hour of the show. Posh swearing. What annoys you in the cinema? We'll have a little bit of dealie as well before 9 o'clock. And also, if you've got a paper from any time, any place, anywhere... Could you uh, call up and read a story, just not one about um, wristbands from Barclays? We've had that one a little bit too often. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four double five, five double five. Let's get the news here, Simon.
6: Across beds, hearts, and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8.30, the headlines. David Cameron has said Britain will show unshakable resolve in dealing with Islamic State after it emerged that at least 30 British tourists were killed in Friday's attack on a Tunisian beach resort. Reports say a 43-year-old man from Buckinghamshire was shot in the attack. John Metcalf from Hazelmere near High Wycombe is said to be recovering in hospital. Writing in the Daily Telegraph, Mr Cameron says the security services must be given the tools they need to tackle the threat. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. A man will appear in court today, charged with murdering the woman whose body was discovered in a layby in Buckinghamshire last Tuesday morning. And Bedfordshire police say an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror related. A man approached officers and produced a weapon and was detained. Three Counties Sport.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Wimbledon starts today with defending champion Novak Djokovic first on centre court, he faces Germanist Philipp Kohlschreiber.
13: Ideally I could have had uh, you know, a couple of matches, official matches on the grass court before, before Wimbledon because you know, clay and grass are completely different surfaces and there's not much time between, between the two Grand Slams, uh, Roland Garros and Wimbledon to prepare and to make that adjustment but I thought it was more necessary I would say and needed for me to Uh, recover to rest, uh, regroup, get myself again
0: motivated. Elsewhere, Serena Williams is first on number one court before Britain's Johanna Konta takes on five-time Grand Slam champion Maria Sharapova. Andy Murray, meanwhile, starts his campaign tomorrow.
20: The older I get, the more I think about the time that I've had on the tour and also yeah, it makes me yeah, a little bit sad when I also think that it, you know, it's not going to go on forever. I want to make the most of these last, I, I hope it's five or six years. It could be two or three years at the the top of the game. Yeah, I really, really want to make the, the most of that.
0: In football, Watford transfer target Diego Perotti appears to have turned down a record-breaking £7 million move to the Hornets from Italian side Genoa. Reports in Italy say the Argentinian wants to stay in Italy and move to Napoli, although Genoa say the only firm offer offer they have received is from Watford. Meanwhile, Watford continue to be linked with two players from Inter Milan, plus Roma's Greek international defender Jose Holibas. And Australia's cricketers continued their preparations for the Ashes series by beating Kent by two. 255 runs at Canterbury. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Uh, Simon.
5: You still there? I am. Oh, you're here. Just, you're literally in the same I'm room l- as me. I'm literally Sorry. here. Uh, you're not in a booth anymore. You're in, you're in the studio with me. Um, Wimbledon is, is boring, right? Even you'd admit that. And you love sport, don't you? You kiss sport all over its sporty body.
0: Well, bits of it. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, I think you can... Oh. There's some... In no. a bit of excitement with Andy Murray and get the oh. decent, uh,
5: decent game. He, he, he won it once. It's That's not enough. the 70s.
0: It's not Borg and Connors and McEnroe
16: anymore. It, you,
5: you do, do you get any more? Because do, Wimbledon to me always means two weeks of rubbish TV and my mum not talking to me when I was a kid, which now I kind of appreciate. But uh, are there any naughty tennis players anymore? Because Jimmy Connors was a very naughty man. Beyond Borg was a very sexy man. McEnroe of course, the, the, the daddy the ultimate, Mac, yes. of all um, of naughty. naughtiness. Are there, are there any tennis players that kick off now? Um, Not in that way, oh, no
0: Flipping no, it No, afraid not I bet it, Sometimes it's... they wear, you know, they're, they're supposed to wear all white, aren't they? About as naughty no. as they get now is a, you know, a, few, a bit of blue or a bit of red on the, on the white is shirt that any... But that's the
5: extent of naughtiness And this Hawkeye guy, who is this? Um, very, we got very good eyesight. He's the robot. He's the robot. He's judge, the isn't robot, it? yeah. And you, no, you can't argue. This is the reason you can't argue because of the Hawkeye judge, isn't it? The yeah. Hawkeye comes oh, in yeah, and you yeah, go, no. Oh, no, right, fair play, I was wrong. No chalk dust the balls in and all that. Simon, thank you very much indeed. I'm sure we'll be talking about Wimbledon. Are you a fan of the Wimbledon, Catherine? No, boring. It is, isn't it? It is. And I don't want to be rude about, you know, sport in front of Simon, because I know he's, oh, sport, I love you, give me a big kiss. Sport, or cricket, ooh. Is he still in the same studio as me? Yeah, he's still He's there, there, isn't he? That's he's there. there. He's there. In front of you. I'll wait for him to go.
7: I'm sure sport is fun to we play just, we just for some for people. Go, this
5: is awkward. I love
7: go. sport. It's so good. I, I love really sport. Enjoy I it. really
5: want to just touch its so bottom. So
7: good.
0: I'm here now, though. So he's
5: he's sure. out I there. Enjoy it me. very much I indeed. love sport. Oh, let me hold sport's hand. Oh, I'm gonna going to go to there America there? and marry sport. sport. It's so rubbish. Sport. Honestly. What's the point it. of... To, and the, oh I've got another three years in me. Let's hope it's one year of you whinging, you miserable Scots so-and-so. Oh. Boring. Your cow bag.
7: Careful. Steady Don't on. Don't throw that stuff around.
5: Don't throw that stuff around. It's just... Uh, uh, come on, Tim. Quiet, please. Uh, you know... New balls. All, they're all on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> New balls, please. <laughs> How do they fit so many balls in their shorts? Big shorts. In it? New balls, please. Quiet, please. Come on, Tim. Quiet, please. New balls. That's it, isn't it? Oh. No,
7: love. Fifteen. Oh,
5: and that's just the women.
7: No, the women's a bit more.
5: Ah, ah, ooh, ah, um, ah, you know what I say? Let's try it, morning, just. Good morning, boss. How are you today? Five seconds. There's a five <laughs> second delay between me and Justin Dealey. This is going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm all right, Jess. We'll come to you uh, in, a, in a momento. Uh, have we got any texts that aren't swearing, that aren't abuse? Let's have a look. 81333, start your text 3CR. You
7: know our listeners, they love a bit of... Oh, well, Tony says, here's some posh swear words. Yeah! Cad, bounder, scoundrel. And Dr Watts says, my neighbour's wife always calls him a wazzock. I've always loved that one.
5: Yeah, I like that one. Well, Justin has taken posh swearing to the sweets. The sweets? Let me, do it again. Justin has taken posh swearing to the streets. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve. Are you going to talk? Two, three. Naughty boy. Very, very five, naughty. Six, seven, eight.
7: You're confusing him you with maths.
5: Are <laughs> the numbers so throwing you on. off? Two, <laughs> three, four, five. Stop six, counting. Six. Well, then say something.
12: Two, three, four, well, let five, me talk then. You can talk. We're Tom. using our new satellite truck this morning. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm live in Sharmbrook. you've been talking about posh swear words, this is a really, really posh village here, somebody's got massive, massive beef with you, which we will come to towards the end, it involves a stick, just be careful, be very, very careful, so posh swear words, here's what the people in Sharmbrook had to say this morning, Jenny, this is your running partner coming down the road, we can ask her okay. as well, but okay. uh, what, what's your posh swear word? I would say it's moron. You can get a lot of (laughs) emphasis behind moron. give us your, give us it with with passion. Okay, you are nothing but an abject moron. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely, thank you. Madam, what's your name? Sam. Sam. Wow, look at you this morning in your lycra, Sam. Okay, (laughs) Sam, uh, today we're doing posh swear words. If you weren't to swear at somebody, let's just say I was being an absolute pain in the backside, which I am, okay, um, and you were to call me a nasty word but without swearing, we're looking for a posh swear word. What have you got for us?
22: Gosh, I wouldn't... I know, it'd just be a straightforward swear word, but, no, can't think of anything. Really? <laughs> no.
12: Just chabby swear words, yeah?
22: Yeah, something like that.
12: All right, darling, you thanks very much.
18: bleep, I think. Yeah,
12: bleep, yeah, we'll take that. Thank you. OK. Dan, you're a posh boy. Give us a posh swear word. You swine. Yes. Uh, that's all I've got. And how often do you use that? Uh, three times a day, <laughs> <usually>. <laughs> yeah. uh, Are you a swearer, or do you often stick to words like swine? Uh, I try to avoid swearing while at work but when I'm on the downtime, I go back to back to the uh, usual words which I will not say. So you're posh at work, you're a chav outside work. Yeah, essentially. Paul, how are you this morning? Uh, Looking very posh. You imbecile. Yeah, all right Paul, calm down. (laughs) How often do you use that word? Regularly. Yeah? I mean, do you get a great sense of well-being knowing that you're insulting somebody without actually swearing at them? Yes. Yeah. OK. It's getting a little bit tense. Um, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much. Thank you. Morning, Joyce. Good Out morning. on a walk this morning with the stick. You're not going to put that anywhere, are you? No. OK. Um, what's your I your posh... if he was here. Well, we'll talk about Ian in a second. What's your, uh, what's your posh what? swear word? Twit. Can you put some meaning behind it for us? Mm. So then twit. Oh, dear. OK. Uh, who are you referring to? Ian Lee. OK. What? Uh, what's your beef uh, with the boss? You see, it's always running down Yorkshire. Yeah, can you understand why?
5: Wouldn't run down. Don't know
12: right? why, 'cause there are good people up there. Not yeah, all of them. People may be good, but you know Yorkshire itself, you know. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I've got four big brothers here, so he would better not go up there. The so, you listen to Ian every single morning. Yes, um, you like him, but uh, you don't like his attitude towards Yorkshire. No, I don't. Mm. He's racist. Right. Yorkshire
3: racist. Uh, Yorkshire uh, Okay. Uh. If
12: he was here, would you put that stick somewhere? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> you would. Okay, Joyce. It's been lovely to meet you this morning. I'll, um, I'll let you go. What's your name? Uh, J Dog. Dear
5: dog. Right. Thank you. <laughs> right. This is, this is, I don't think I always run down Yorkshire. I mean, I I, I wouldn't, I, I would drive through it as quickly as I could. I wouldn't run down there. Um, But that's the reason, Justin, I've, I'm not keen on those folk, is because um they are violent thugs. That woman there, obviously, a violent lunatic. Was she not? Two, well, three, well, well, she four, accused you five. of being a racist towards Yorkshire,
12: correct? Correct. But uh, during that piece, she also called you... She also called you a southern twit. Now, mm-hmm. surely that is racism towards uh, the south of England, where she lives right now, as
5: well. There I'm you go. Gonna, uh, you, all right, here we go. I'm gonna um, start an organisation called Southerners First, right? And what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, we're gonna go up to Yorkshire, and we're all gonna take um, our ginsters and our Greg sausage rolls, and we're gonna walk around Yorkshire, waving those things in the face of those Northerners while they're supping on their yes. Yorkshire pudding and their bread and butter pudding with their mams. I'll
12: tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is.
5: One word, jealousy. Thank you very much indeed, Justin. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Let's go to um, uh, line three. Sorry, Kerry, Catherine.
7: Uh, you can't have Greg's. That was started in Newcastle upon Tyne.
5: Yeah, but we've kind of adopted it we'll as our own. All right, we'll take we'll against us. Isn't that right, Scott? Hello, mate. We'll take against us. Yeah, love one, please. You can no. Are you coming with me to Yorkshire to be racist? Uh yes, please. Okay, brilliant. What time can you get to Yorkshire? Um I uh, will get there about two o'clock. If you get there at two, if you warm them up, I'll yeah. be there about four and then we'll go and be okay. racist. Yeah, wicked, man. Alright, nice one. Well thanks for calling. No problem at all. Any reason I've got that you're Oh, hey. How much are you enjoying this so far? But... Oh, it's good, man. Nice one, buddy. Really really enjoying it. The Bucks Herald. Oh, you've got the papers? Oh, yeah, go on. What's in the Bucks Herald? Go on.
11: So, uh, British shoppers could soon be paying for cups of coffee or trips (laughs) on public transport by waving a key fob or sticker as contactless payment moves into new wearable devices. Barclays, which launched payment wristbands last year, (laughs) is launching key fobs. An updated wristband and stickers, which can be attached to any flat surface, yeah. including a mobile
5: phone. Okay, Scott. Pete. <laughs> P- yeah. How much? How much of th- this show have you been listening to? Give, give us a percentage of this show that you've heard compared yeah. with uh, Nick Ferrari and LBC that you've heard this morning. Can I ask
7: if you heard it's some of it, 70-30. a bit of it, or none?
5: Seventy thirty in whose favour? Uh, Ferrari. Okay, he is very, very good. The thing is, Scott. He had, um, he had Simon Danchuk on earlier. Was it? Was he talking about the breakup? No, he was talking about the uh, the the other. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> um. So, uh, we we have had that story. They did ask him about the breakup, though. And what did he say? He said that uh, they they're going to just try and be
11: adults about it, which is nice.
5: And it's unusual for one you. of them, anyway. Um, yeah. So, we've had that story already. Oh, okay. Twice.
6: Oh. Uh, Apple
11: launches its mobile payment system in the UK next month, which allows users to pay for goods by tapping their phones on contactless card readers in stores. Unlike contactless cards, Apple Pay includes an extra security measure, tokenisation, which ensures that the card details stored on a phone are never passed to the retailer. So, So, yeah. Mike Saunders, Managing Director of Digital Consumer Payments at Parker. (laughs) I've lost, I've lost my thread now. Purchases of less than £20 can be made by waving a band across the merchant sales terminal. Transactions of £20 or more require the customer to enter their PIN. So it's just like a normal chip and PIN if it's over £20. Because, uh, but you probably don't have to get your card out, actually out of, the, of your wallet. So, yeah. OK, thanks a lot. Cheer the cheer the tears
5: Right, I think we're um I think we're all done there, are we? Yes, yeah, good. Travel news for
6: beds, cards and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio
10: Great Northern seeing delays and disruption into London, into Moorgate this morning. It's because of signalling problems just south of Finsbury Park. Some trains from Letchworth and Welling Garden City to Moorgate will have to uh, finish at Finsbury Park or some will divert into King's Cross in London this morning. As for the tubes into London, back to normal now for the Met and Victoria lines. Roads, well, uh, usual Monday morning delays uh, at 25 anti-clockwise slow moving from around uh, 18 to 16. Clockwise looks to be okay. Uh, the M1 delays northbound and Milton Keynes actually just spotting on the speed sensor quite slow north up towards Junction 14 southbound is looking a little bit better now passing Toddington Services and uh, as for the M40 that's OK now at High Wycombe uh, the uh, situation on the uh, A6 in Bedford very busy this morning towards the uh, ongoing bypass works of Manton Lane James Wally BBC, Three Counters Radio
5: James, thank you very much indeed O three four five nine four double five five double five. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron says Britain is united in shock and grief after it emerged that at least thirty Britons were killed in the Tunisia beach attack. Police in Hertfordshire have charged a man with murder after a pedestrian died following a collision with a van in the village of Turnford on Friday morning. And Bedfordshire police say uh, an incident in Luton Town Centre last night was not terror related. Oh, three, four, five nine four double five, 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 five. let's get the weather. Jenny, this is your running partner coming oh, down the road, we as well. flipping thing, right, oh, here we go.
18: Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: Good morning. It's not a bad day on the whole. Temperatures steadily climbing plenty of sunny spells. Perhaps a bit of high cloud turning things a bit hazy but we're still looking at a maximum temperature of around 25 Celsius. Sunsets at 21, 25. Some clear spells reasonably warm overnight as well. The minimum 11 Celsius but it's likely to become more humid as the night continues. Sunrise is at 04:46, and the dry, very warm air from France moving up northwards towards through the course of the day. Becoming increasingly humid and warm. Lots of sunshine though. Maximum temperature 29 Celsius. Warmer still as we head into Wednesday where temperatures could just sneak above 30. That's your forecast.
1: Every weekday morning. Coming
17: up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JDS Show. I
3: think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is
11: they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that that, that is also true. That is also true. You will
3: always get some, but they are such... A minority. I
11: the man's a buffoon.
3: Get him up, get
20: him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose.
17: The JVS show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three
1: Counties Radio.
5: Uh, let's go to Andrea. In, Andrea, there's no place really in America called Holidaysburg, is there? Uh, yes, there is. No, there's not.
15: Yes, there is. My I brother t- lives there. Look, she,
5: she's in America, and there's less delay with her than there is with Justin, who's 10 miles away. I'm going to Google it. Hang on one second, because I think you're lying to me. Holiday. In America. Key. No, nope, fair play. You're right. There is. I apologise for that. That's uh, that's bang out of order on my part. And the, let, let it be said, the BBC will never make a mistake like that again. Uh, what have you got for us, Andrea?
15: Well, I have a... Newspaper article here from the Altoona Mirror. Yeah. And it's from June 29th, 1920.
5: Hey, that's my birthday, June 29th, 1920. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, like, really old. I'm uh, 95 years old. Quick maths, guys. Uh, what's the story, Andrea?
15: Um, It says here, the headline is, Four Caught... With a barrel of liquor.
5: Oui, here we go. And this is American liquor, guys, not British liquor. This isn't what you're going to put on your pie and mash. This is booze. Hard booze.
15: Exactly. Uh, it says, Charged with illegally transporting liquor, four Altoona men were arrested in the mountains of Perry County near Millerstown today by state police and federal prohibition agents. They were auto campmen...
5: Joseph Stitch. Here we go. Let's name and sh- name and shame Andrea. Let's have those names. Let's have the roll call of boozy shame. Go on.
15: I'm sure they won't have to worry about it now.
5: No, name them. I want it. I want these people outed for the the uh, filth bags they were. <laughs>
15: uh, the last two are C Rice and G E Rice.
5: Oh dear, uh, not the Rice brothers. Uh, those guys. Those guys were trouble. Yeah. I knew they'd be trouble. Oh yes. Yeah. Prohibition uh, is the weirdest... The prohibition uh, around alcohol in the States is the weirdest thing, right? And I, and I, I only know a little bit about it because I didn't really like my American history lessons. Uh, I, I fancied the teacher, one of them, not the other one. A. Hey. Uh, so was prohibition, right, was when booze was banned. Now, was that all across America or was it just parts of America?
15: Um, I think it was just certain parts of America.
5: And what was the... Why, what was the reasoning behind it? Why were they doing it? Um...
15: Uh, to tell you the truth, I really don't know. I didn't pay attention to history class either.
5: <laughs> it's your country, Andrea. It used to be ours. It's now yours. <laughs> you can have it back. Um, I don't know if we can afford it at the moment. I tell you what, we'll consider that offer, Andrea, and we'll let you know. Hey, have you sold your car yet so you can come over and see the Hollies?
15: Uh, My car is sitting alongside the road with a for sale sign on
5: it. And have you written on the the, 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 the sign, for sale, $1,000 so I can go and see the Hollies? Um, No, do you
15: think that'll
5: help? I think it might do. I, I mean, the British invasion is still a big thing over there, yeah?
15: Uh yeah, the Happy Together Tour is still going on.
5: The Happy Together Tour with Well no, on the Happy Together Tour that's that's all Americans. That's the Turtles. Uh that's um uh um Mark Buckingham. Uh no, Mark Lindsay from um uh, the uh um, Paul Revere and the Raiders, a group which meant nothing over here. The Cow Sills a group which means nothing over here, and nobody else.
15: Actually you're right.
5: Yeah. My bad Hey and here's another thing right You know Chad and Jeremy Right Are like big stars over there Uh huh Right and they're like British Oh Yeah well Chad and Jeremy are British right Big stars over there No one's ever heard of them Let me take a straw poll Catherine never heard of Chad and Jeremy Uh. Shag's no. ever heard of Chad and Jeremy No They're having you on Chad and Jeremy were not big pop stars over here We've never heard of them Remind me, Andrew. Remind me in about six months' time. I must chase up the Hollies for you.
15: Oh, you. Uh, oh,
5: that'll be good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get round to it at some point. I promise, Andrew. I What time is it in America?
15: It is three fifty-two a.m.
5: <laughs> do you not have a job or anything?
15: Um, I current. I'm a, currently. I'm a caretaker for my sick parents.
5: Okay. Okay. Well, do, do then um, keep the noise down. You're going to wake them up. Oh, no, I'm downstairs. That's oh, OK. In that case, t- m- turn the noise up. Wake those guys up. Andrea, always nice to talk to you and, uh, and nice to see you on Twitter. We'll speak soon.
15: OK, thank you.
5: Ta-ta, bye-bye. She's selling her car to go and see the Hollies. She I must... knows
3: nothing about prohibition.
7: She
5: doesn't know nothing about it. I must remember, remind me, I've got, I said I'd get in touch with the Hollies for her. I probably won't get round to doing it. I'm all
7: thank
5: math. You, Andrea. Nice to speak to you. I'm all math. I am all math. Prohibition was nuts. So they banned booze. So in the end, there was more booze because they banned it and the mafia run it and it was people... It was moonshine.
7: Right. Did they ban it because it was making people behave badly?
5: It was... Um, there's a What's the word for it? Temperance uh, movement. It was the Temperance uh, uh, 7. No, they're a blues band. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think so. But
7: there must have been a financial reason as well because, you know, we all know booze is bad for you.
5: Well, hang on. What financial reason?
7: Um. That it was making people spend money on naughty things that weren't going into the IRS? Uh, uh,
5: prohibition. Let's. Um, uh, uh, prohibition in the United States. Uh, it was, it was a, act, a nationwide ba- constitutional ban on booze between 1920 to 1933. Flipping heck. 13 years of um, no boozing. Well, moonshine. Moonshine. 03453, no, O three four five nine 555 is the uh, telephone number. Teeth. Ginsters is west, not south, Ian. Yeah, but it, everything's southern to those uh, Yorkshire people.
7: Can I join because I'm uh, from Lancashire so we hate each mate, other anyway. I'm
5: not being funny mate. We're not having even uh, I could interlocal. be your poster
7: child to show that you're not a racist. I'm not
5: putting you on a poster. What? That would be uh, that would be outrageous.
7: I do a pose.
5: Have we got have we got anything? Yeah. Go on then. Let's let, let's be having you.
7: Liam in Blethley. Bletchley. Bletchley. This is typing.
5: Bletchley.
7: What's wrong with tennis other than players that ha- hang on, ab- uh, harp on about the difficulty in adjusting to the surface difference between Roland Garros and Wimbledon and how close they are together in the schedule? But Bjorn Borg won both three years in a row: 1978, uh, 1979, 1980.
5: I don't get the thing about. Well, yeah, he's right. They go. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm only good on clay. Mm. What? Sorry. Bounce is different. It's not, mate. It's that's rubbish. It
7: Bounce is different.
5: It's tennis. It's just it's tennis, people. Let's just play it. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is.
7: Uh, we've also got some um, some uh, posh swearing.
8: You swine. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
7: Cheers, Billy says. I think it might be Cheers, Billy. But again, no. type in, guys. <laughs> My posh swear word is normally you pathetic little weasel or your stupid weasel. cretin. Yeah, he spelt it W E S I L. Weasel. A weasel. weasel. Or you stupid cretin
9: mm-hmm.
7: from uh, Cheers Billy. Uh, and we've also got one from Math that I can't read. And we've got one from Janine in Houghton Regis. Are you doing ujjayi breath? Yeah. From yeah, yoga. Yeah. You can't get posher than Princess Anne. Naf off.
5: Naf off. Naf off. Naf off. What if the Queen has ever told anybody to um, uh, to, to F off?
7: Do you think? I
5: bet she's very swearing. I bet she's a. But most well, people are very swearing, well, aren't they? She's got a few gins in her, and she's. Um, oh, the Queen Mother. Oh, the Queen Mother was a potty mouth. I'm sure. I'm sure she Kedoka. was. A she, she is it true? The Queen Mother had wooden teeth.
7: No, they were just old teeth.
5: Really, Maybe. they looked wooden. I mean, they, were... they tasted wooden.
8: <laughs>
5: oh. Um... <laughs>
7: No, I think she's just from the days before Simon Cowell told everyone that it was okay to wear Mr Ed's teeth and have them bleached white.
5: No, I need to think how we're going to fill the last three minutes. Let me just think. Hang on. Sorry. Worked out how we're going to fill the last um, uh, two minutes of of airtime. Go on. Can you bear with me? Always. Just bear with me.
7: Yep. I've got to Just, wait. I'm still bearing.
5: Ten seconds. Yeah. I'm, yeah? Bearing, I'm bearing. Bearing down. Bearing. Why do I get targeted with adverts for Tampax? I mean, I, I, what what in my browsing history? Ah, yeah. No, I. Uh, it's
7: the. Um... Yeah.
5: I've got nothing else. You might as well a bit of Darla rub rub.
7: Apart oh, for a never... bit of chewy
5: movie, Ben. Do
7: you like a chewy movie? Yes,
9: A he loves bird it! Bird.
5: the gap nicely. Thank you, Dala Mendy. If they want to find the song on iTunes, it's Dala Mendy and uh, the song's called Dadi Rab Rab Cardi. Not Chewy Mooey. That may have been confusing some of you. Right, let's have some of this. Travel news for
6: beds, cards and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: The M25 still very slow and heavy in patches from 18 to 16 down to the M40. A1M's been busy at 8 to 7, southbound slow passing Stevenage, and it's also been really busy on the A1 towards the Black Cap roundabouts, especially on the southbound side. Aston Clinton bypass is still slow, heading east towards the Woodlands roundabout, and uh, Great Northern trains suspended Finsbury Park to Moorgate because of problems with the signals. Some trains from Letchworth and Welling uh, will uh, start and terminate at Finsbury Park, and some other trains will divert into Kings Cross in London this
5: morning. James Wallie, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much. Janet says Balderdash. I'm assuming. I'm assuming she's playing posh swearing and not uh, commenting on Dala Mendy. I mean, I I just don't know. It's it's so hard to tell these days, guys, isn't it? Thank you, everybody who uh, called with your newspapers. Muchos apreciatos. Thank you, Shag. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, and for those of you who've been looking for the podcast, I don't know where it is. We'll find it. We'll sort it out. It'll get put up at some point, guys. Uh Uh-oh, here comes Mike. He's ready for a smackdown. That's all he's going to get. Local and vocal
1: across beds, hearts and bucks.
17: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Do you think it's time we sent British troops to fight ISIS? After more than 30 British people were massacred on a beach in Tunisia, David Cameron has told the BBC this morning, militants in Syria and Iraq are plotting terrible attacks in Britain. Writing in the Telegraph, he calls for a hardline approach towards tackling extremist Islam and for British people to stand up for peace, democracy, tolerance and freedom. Well, Since May, the former head of the British Army, General Sir Richard Dannett has argued we need boots on the ground to fight ISIS and in today's Express Colonel Richard Kemp former commander of UK forces in Afghanistan has said it's time elite troops were sent into Syria Libya and Iraq to fight what he calls jihadist thugs well this morning I want to hear your reaction to this do you think it's time we sent British troops to fight ISIS yes or no here's my telephone number for your call it's oh three four five nine four double five five double five this is the JVS Show. On BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC news. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley.
0: The headlines RAF to fly home Tunisia casualties, man charged with murder in Hertfordshire village and man in court after woman's body found in Buckinghamshire lay-by.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: David Cameron says Britain is united in shock and grief after it emerged at least 30 Britons are now known to have been killed on a beach in Tunisia in Friday's attack by a gunman linked to the Islamic State group. Formal identification of the victims has been delayed because many of them were not carrying ID. The Prime Minister says the RAF will be
17: used to bring back casualties. This is an absolutely horrific attack and uh, I know it shocked the whole of the country. It shocked the whole of the world. And what we must do in the short term is respond as well as we can, helping to uh, bring back uh, the wounded. And today we'll be sending out a RAF C-17 to help with that evacuation of of casualties uh, and also work as fast as we can to uh, inform the families about the, the terrible news. And I know it has taken time.